And two wheels, two. Like I should sing some song or something. But we're not saying we don't have an intro, people. This is it. I'm working on the intro, but uh, it's going to take more money that I don't have at the moment. So this is the intro. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Uh, what's up? It's episode number 100 with Anthony Murray. No relation to Scott Murray. Um, totally uh, different part of the country. He lives in Oklahoma. Scott, of course, is from the UP. Um, we are brought to you by, as always, Poker Industries, which makes the trigger. So basically, you don't spill gas on your graphics anymore or in the water or whatever while you're filling your jet ski. At strokerindustries.com, we're also brought to you by Canvas MX. Canvas MX, brand yourself. You can put whatever you want in your jersey or pants. Nick actually had nice pants designed, he said, and then his, his Lenovo locked up. Big surprise. <laughs> Big surprise, his Lenovo locked up. Hold on. They can't even hear you because we're not. There we go. Now we're on the screen and your sound. Now they can hear you. He says his uh, Lenovo didn't lock up, which I'm no, calling out on it. That's I'm calling BS. Uh, and also, so that's CanvasMX.com. If you actually go there and use code FMXEAST10, you get 10% off. Um, and last but not least, Boyson.com, the inventors of the reed valve. That's right. They made it happen. You guys would be, you'd have a poppet valve in there. Do you even know what that is? You don't even yeah. know what that is. Pop it. Pop and, pop and lock it valve. Is that like, everybody who hasn't watched that needs to watch that. Uh, the tour of the, um, of oh, their factory. Tours, the, the podcast or the interview with them. Oh, yeah. Good one. Good one. Yeah, I should steal some crazy action sports stories out of that one. He talks about when we were young lads being unruly. Boyson? Boyson. Um. So right now, Anthony is, um, he's MIA right now. It says, your YouTube account does not have streaming enabled. Why is he on YouTube trying to stream? What is going on here with Anthony Murray? Are we live on um, Facebook also? We should be. Right now, I'm trying not to bog my computer down with extra stuff, but uh, we should be. Do you even have Facebook anyway? Yeah, I have to because of this. Dang, so... Well, at this point, you don't necessarily have to. Unreal. Unreal. Sorry to make. You, sorry to make you get. Participate um, in modern society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. I, like it. I don't know why is he on YouTube. I have to because of this. Oh, Not you. This one. <laughs> Not you, Anthony. Trying to figure out. I got a couple screens open, so I'm trying to 
get in and check the comments in all these places. Do you find it on Facebook? Yep, I'm watching it. I just I can't see the comments because I got too many screens open. Got it. Got it. We're here. We're at sixty-one percent CPU usage, so I'm not gonna um, try and uh, mess with it. And once Anthony signs on, I bet it. You wrote Tony's having a hard time, and I was like, "Who the fuck is Tony?" And then I realized, <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you guys close enough to call him Tony?" I just did. Like, is I that all Anthony's Tony's? Yeah, I don't think you can just do that. Did that. People call me Nick. Should they call me Nicholas? I don't know. Or is like Tony a whole other slang? Yeah. Call Ike or Isaac Ike. Never ran that one past me. Yeah, they just snuck that up on you. No, is you. I call him Ike, but like, are you close enough to just hop in? But that's what Ike. you call him. Yeah, I do. So that's what everybody knows him as. But his his uh, Listen, Tony Anthony's Tony. Anthony's Instagram name is Anthony. Not it's not Tony. So I don't know that you can. search it up. So I don't know that you can just jump in there like that. I'm gonna wait till we get on. <laughs> You're gonna be like, "Yo, it's my boy Tony." Fucking Danny D. Wayne's on YouTube talking shit right off the bat. Right off the rip. What do we expect anything less? I expect, uh, do you want to hear the first? I thought it would have been Danny D. Wayne, but we got another, um, we got another call. First caller for the show. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Danny D. Wayne, you are not the first caller. He wasn't the first caller. That's what you get for talking shit on me on YouTube. Yep. He said I look like a girl from Motocross the movie. Or I remind him of the girl from Motocross the movie. Alright. Oh, this uh Android phone is You got an Android? Just the pay as you go phone. Oh, it's the best, dude. Let's see if I can get this to work before anybody actually calls. I'm taking a selfie, dude. I don't even know how to work this thing. It's like back in the Stone Ages. It's like if you had phones in the Stone Ages. Dude, call I'm so log, contacts. Where the hell is voicemail? You go. You go to the dial pad. You press one, just like phones have always worked. You go. No, there's actually like uh, I seen that I had a visual voicemail. No, this thing is not that. Listen, if you're gonna use my, uh, an Android, you got to be ready to like take charge of your life. <laughs> dude this has been the hardest thing i've had to deal with phone wise because you can't because you can't just go anywhere you have to like you have to like fucking uh you know like what the guy at walmart has no idea what's going on with this phone so uh you know like there's no place nobody to help all right listen see if it works all right we close the file Press one to speak with a representative now about your vehicle. You can. Yeah. They're trying to sell you auto insurance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only phone call to the thing. How come I can't hear that? Hmm. I don't know. You cut out, though. 
while it was Is that was really playing. what it was? Yeah, it was just the phone I yeah, started and it just... Uh, I just heard your vehicle or something like that. Yeah, exactly where it's turned on. I heard that earlier. I need to figure out how to t play that so I can play it. I can hear it. Like, why can't... Oh, because it's going in the same way as my mic. So, hmm. This is an interesting... Uh, Conundrum? Yeah. We're breaking it in on a hundredth episode. On the hundredth episode, we got call. We got the ab it out. ability to call. Danny D. Wayne was beat to the punch by uh, insurance assurance. Yeah, by the general. General <laughs> beat you to the punch, Danny. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna talk shit to him right now. Okay, click the link. And type your streaming not enabled. Why does it keep taking him to YouTube? I get this streaming app. Is he um, hitting the camera or something? I've never done it on my phone. What do you mean? You just called me on your phone. Yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't use the app, though. I went through a browser. I have oh, an answer. Yeah. Direct me to app. I'm off the grid, bro. That's why I turned off my privacy settings and this camera didn't work. I don't so, get this is who This is who um D and D Wayne says I remind him of. Uh, hang on, I gotta find a higher resolution picture. You've seen Motocross the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly that chick. <laughs> Look at it. I'm trying to make a movie. You do kind of look like that. <laughs> I wonder if I should just... Unreal. YouTube, verify your account. If you're looking for um, a live podcast where you watch people look at their phones... I know. Because they're trying to get the guest on. Because... We're, we ride dirt bikes and we're technologically friggin' retarded. We're, it, hey, last two shows we started early. I know. So. Had to come to an end, didn't it? Danny, do you think us starting on time, we should start a um, poll. Do you think us starting on time has hurt the show? Is this, <laughs> is this, is this better? Are, are we back to normal being fucking 10, 15 minutes late and then having the guest not on for the first 20? I is love that, it. Is that normal? Could we do like a uh, a poll on Instagram? What the hell is that? That's that's got to be Danny D. Wayne. Immediately, <laughs> <laughs> he's not responding. All right, yellow. I can't hear you, but hello. Who Nothing. is it? Nothing. I can't hear you. I can't hear anything. Is it uh, scam likely? <laughs> no, it didn't say that. Well, the other one worked, so we're just going to assume that. Maybe I'll select Danny it. Dwayne, you fucked up again. We're going to blame you for that, even if it wasn't you. Can we do a poll on uh, Instagram? Dude. Yeah, he's got the Wirecast Go app. I know we've never done Ask Me a 
What'd you say? Anthony, Tony, Tony's texting me. Yes, that's the app I'm using. I was going to say, call him. Call oh, him. I thought you said he's texting, but he just wrote on Instagram. And then I, every time I go back, fucking Viking Barbie keeps uploading shit. Oof. Trying to focus here. That, was, that was hard to fucking... Uh, even open if my phone if you guys don't follow Viking Barbie, uh, you're missing out. It's just... Uh, it's just ass and tits all the time. It's chaos. She's pulling her butt out in Walmart or wherever she's shopping. <laughs> <laughs> As I get on my phone, I open it. I'm talking to somebody. I look over. I'm like, ah! Yeah, I know. You got to be careful. You got to be careful sometimes with that. All right. We're calling Murray right now. All right. Yo, are are you going into the... um? Are you going into the app, and or are you just hitting the link in your message, like on the message? I'm going, I'm, I'm going straight into the app, and then basically it's just... Um, See, don't do that. Just click on the link, open the link up, and it should open it up in the app, and it'll just ask you to put your name in. Is he on his phone? And then hit it's join. Is he on his phone? It says to join the All right, let me send it to you text-wise and see if that's any better. Okay, okay cool. All right, bye. <clears throat> is he on his phone? Yeah, he is on his phone. He's got the app on his phone. But is it an iPhone? But what? He needs Chrome. If he's on an iPhone, he doesn't need the app. He needs Chrome. That's how I did no, it on my phone. No, on my iPhone, I just have the app. I don't know. I can't. I have to use Chrome on my computer, and that's what. Yeah, and on your phone because it's a friggin' toy. Dude, I got Brave on my. Okay, it's off the grid. No ads. Can't track me. This will. You don't need to because I've uploaded it all to Snapchat. He's on iMessage, so it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, you do. I'm on Messages, bro. It doesn't seem the government you... already knows. Just who me. All right, let's see who we got. Uh, Andy Wayne's devastated because he hasn't called in or... That wasn't him? I don't know. He's not responding. I told him he got beat by the <laughs> general. I called him a bitch, so maybe he's maybe he's offended. He's, and he's mad. Yeah, no. We lost our number one subscriber. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Maybe I... Can you still hear me now? Yeah. Can you, okay, just making sure. Because I hit select on a different channel. Maybe that's our issue with the um, same deal. What the fuck? Why would it connect to his? Do you have a... Com I'll just read what I'm typing. Uh, say what I'm typing so that way you guys know. Do you have a computer with Google Chrome? Danny D. Wayne was the one that called. Oh. Why'd he fucking pussy out? <laughs> oh, try again. <laughs> try it again, bro. The the uh, piece of shit phone's all ready to go. An LG? Is you, yeah, at least it's I got like a the good Kia piece of, of shit like, phone. 
Come on, LG is good, no? Life's good. I got a Kia. Ain't no fucking Samsung. Samsung, man. Well, so I'm drinking tequila since we don't have our beer uh, sponsor yet. I was trying to get this guy to be a sponsor, but X Game. Yeah, I mean, that's the perfect beer. Hazed? Hazed? And it's got a big X on it? This is, that's like my beer. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. You answer, Dandy Wayne? What's happening? Whoa, there it is, Anthony Murray. You spill a drink or what? Oh, no, I knocked the mic over. Oh. Boom, there we go. Are you Don't on your phone? Me. Turn it sideways. So you're like fucking adult. Glitching uh, right. uh, It hasn't turned yet, but. Why is it still. You just watch. It turned. Yeah, it turned, but it didn't turn on our screens. That's weird. Um, you can just go back to vertical, I guess, so that you're not sideways. There you go. <laughs> All right, let me patch you into the frame here. We're on right. now, dude. Are you um worried about conspiracies too, like Nick? Maybe that's the... <laughs> did you have all your security up <laughs> alright Nick had his security up and then he couldn't get anything going on he had some secret my camera fun. worked last week or two weeks ago and then I realized I must have killed some some access settings or something he had his secret so can I call you Tony Clint says I can't I said I don't think you guys know each other well enough to for him to be calling you Tony, right? It's Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I mainly just go by Anthony, but I mean, you can call me Tony, whatever you want. Did you just give Nick permission, or you're just I mean, saying in it, general? No what, yeah, whatever you guys want. I don't care. <laughs> if you want to call me Tony, Tony if you want to call me Tony, go for it. Uh, all right, Nick, you win this one. You win this one. You and Tony. <laughs> Boy, Tony. what's up dude how are you doing good man uh man it's been crazy just uh uh last weekend i was in uh shelbyville tennessee for uh the hoosier arena cross and the weekend before that i was in tulsa oklahoma for the hoosier arena cross but it was basically i left town on Wednesday, it was a two-day drive, and then rode, um, I set up Thursday, road practice, road show Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, I went north Nashville and rode this pretty sweet freeride spot, and then just got back, and so I'm just trying to get, get back into the routine right now. A freeride spot busy. north of Nashville, where does, what is this? It was called uh, Joey Land, um, you know Joey Redman? Or Sam Redman? Sounds uh, kind of familiar. Well, Sam, uh, I guess he races some Supercross, and um, his dad just has some property, and they built basically like a free ride spot. They have Supercross track and a motocross track on their property, and they have like 10 freestyle ramps, and it was definitely worth going out of my uh, my way to go ride there. So Awesome. Looking it up. 
You can't yeah, find it on the internet. We ended up riding for like three or four hours. Just found it. I did that once, and um, I ended up running out of gas and then blowing my face off of the handlebars. you know i get super worried about going and play riding on my free time because of that um uh was it 2017 or 2018 i was doing some shows with nitro circus and we were in grand junction colorado and they have amazing free riding over there and so after the event the next day i was like okay let's go play ride and have some fun man i ended up Flipping over on a nose wheelie and separating my AC joint. And uh, 13 days later, I had to go ride one of the biggest events that I've ever done in my career. And, uh, you know, I had to ride it with a separated AC joint, but I was not missing out on that. Yeah, you can't pass on that. How long I, after was it, did to. you say? It was all, It was 13 days after I separated my AC joint. What um, degree? Uh... It it wasn't. I can't remember what it was. There's like it one, was, two, or three. I think. I want to say it was either a like. I think it was like a two, but it wasn't. It wasn't super bad. Like it didn't need surgery, but it wasn't fun riding with. That's for yeah. Sure. No, I did one. Um, I did three, so it's totally detached, and I waited a like a month and a half to go and start riding shows. But prior to that, I imagine it would have sucked. Because uh, it was, it didn't feel good at all. Yeah, no, it's Here. not great. <laughs> oh, ah. yeah, you did yours good. <laughs> I don't know if mine goes up that high, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. fucking misfits. <laughs> Man, we get, we're all jacked up. I got... I had two <laughs> on this collarbone and... <laughs> sucks. <laughs> did you grow up in Oklahoma? No, I'm actually originally from Canyon City, Colorado. I was going to say, I thought it was somewhere like Northwest. So I grew up in Colorado, graduated high school, and like basically the day after I graduated, I packed my bags and uh, went to California, and I lived out there until 2015, and then came out this way so I could uh, use Bartram's phone pit and ride on his property and stuff. It's uh, definitely been been a change living in oklahoma but um it's been good for my career i think yeah you're uh just what being by bartram or what what's that just being close to bartram and doing shows with him and biting or well i think uh just having access to his foam pit and uh just his property you know he's got 160 acres and he basically just lets me go out there and ride whenever and use the foam pit. I don't use it so much anymore, but I was using it a ton. Ended up getting invited to the 2016 Summer X Games. And, yeah, and then it's pretty – Oklahoma's pretty central, I feel like. So yeah. you can be anywhere in the country or in the U.S. in, in one day. So <laughs> I lived in Georgia, which from being from New Jersey – you know, same thing, you were out on the coast. And being from New Jersey, you know, almost everything was far except for the Northeast. And then once I moved to Georgia, it was like, oh, shit, I'm 15 hours from, you know, 
Chicago, 15 hours from the bottom of Florida, 15 hours from Texas. So I was pretty, you know, central uh, versus being like tucked away in the corner. Do you ever see airtime? Ever see who? Airtime. Cooper. Justin Airtime? No, no, the other, the original Airtime. Cooper. Uh, Oh, Guy Cooper? Guy Cooper. I didn't know that was his nickname, Airtime, huh? Yeah. You didn't watch back in the day, huh? You were probably too young. No, no, Guy Airtime Cooper. They used to call him that all the time. Because he was like the first big whip guy. Yeah, you know, I I never had the chance to watch him ride, but, um, uh, I think I was too young. I'm a, I'm a '90s baby, but that's when early '90s is when he was still. I think he retired in like '92 or something like that, or '93. Yeah, I was born in '91. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had just got. I had just gotten into motocross, supercross, so that was like first couple of years. So, how old are you? Is he cutting out for you too, Tony? Uh, a little bit. Um, sometimes it cuts out, but it's not too bad. It's like um, an electronic stutter, Clint. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to make my volume louder here. I feel like it's not on speaker. I'll turn it up and then I'm going to sh- like I haven't checked the browser anyway. I'm just going to fucking, oh. Mine's like as high as it'll go and it's a little hard to hear. Let's see what it sounds like on the tubes. Do you want me to get up in here? I'll get right up right up in here. Right up in this shit. He just left two messages, Danny D. Wayne. They didn't even come through on this piece of shit yet. So Danny D. Wayne's our, oh, our yeah, number did, one finally. fan. And uh, now we got a number of people. For our 100th, your 100th episode. That's huge. Now we got a phone people can call in and prank you. Or just ask you questions. So Danny D. Wayne tried twice and somehow we didn't... Uh, well, only the one came through, but now there's two voicemails. I need to figure what? out how I can hear it. Oh, I know how to do it. I wonder I wonder if I should go get some headphones. Do you think that would help? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would help. All right, let me go grab some headphones real quick. All right. Let me... How do I send the audio so I can hear it too? Learning on the air, people. Without ma- without making a fucking like real bad echo, and we're not skipping on uh, the uh, tubes. I don't know. I shut down the bra- uh No, we're not. I'm looking at. It. Oh, okay, good. No, but we used to be real choppy. Now we're good. We got our uh, digital clock names below us. Yeah, you like that? Looking smooth. I actually downloaded that. The volume. Yeah, it looks good. I downloaded that for a poster, a comedy poster that will be coming out soon. It's not out yet, but always, then always in promotion mode. I download some kind of well. It's a well. I'll just tell you, it's four nineteen brunch uh, comedy show. Like a lot of hangover jokes. The only headphones I have are Bluetooth. Are we gonna be able to make these work? Do they have? Um, I don't know. Ah. Yeah, it should work if you can Bluetooth it to your phone. This is more technology, though, so who the fuck knows? Who yeah, the see. fuck knows? If I, me... if I go out of this app, does it end the session? 
No, we're still here. Okay, hold You'll on. You'll just have try. to rejoin. What am I looking for right here? This one. Okay. He's bailing on us. He's bailing. That's it. He's out. I what? shouldn't have called him Tony. I fucked what? up. What was I trying to add? Shouldn't have said it. What was I going to add, Nick? Uh, um, Jeff Briggs wants to know if you're using Manscaped for your head. <laughs> Who, me? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't see you, Tony, but I can hear you. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, I was trying to figure out Christian how to do... Uh... Palermo. Palermo. Whoa, we're calling Anthony on the moon. Wait, we're connected. I can hear you guys now. Can you guys hear an echo or just me? Yeah, it sounds like he's on the moon. Is it super echoey now? No, him or or was I echoey? Tony is to me. Hang on, let me check the. Maybe it's playing out of his computer as well. Um, yeah, I hear an echo now too. Dang, I'm just messing this whole thing up. This is every. Uh, this is we every do this week. every time. Don't you take credit for our disaster? Uh, I'm glad uh, it's not me. Okay, I'm gonna um play the voicemail from Danny D. Wayne and see what he has to say. Fan numero uno. Oh yeah, I gotta swipe to open this stupid thing. Jeff Briggs says Tony turned down his speakers volume. The show 101 should be blue. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna get an echo. What's up, <laughs> Quentin Nick? No, nah, I don't think y'all uh, stopped on time. Uh, messed anything up. I was busting on Nick about the motocross girl, but he also looks like that dude from the Progressive commercials. I don't know. <laughs> but when you get that dude on, I want to know how high that light was he hit uh, when he did that front flip. Because it looked all the shit. Anyway, I'm sitting here drinking beer. Later. There you go. Hell yeah. How how tall was that ceiling? Thirty something feet. Man, I didn't even measure it. Uh, <laughs> I know, like uh, minimum usually is about forty feet that that we require, and those those lights were actually hanging below the rafters. So I want to say the lights were probably only about thirty eight. 37, 38 feet, somewhere in there. And I positioned the ramp so I could try to peek between the lights and drop back down in. But I knew on the front foot that when I'd come back around on the second half of the rotation, I was going to be higher. And I was hoping that I was already past the light by then. But it was basically positioned in the perfect spot where when my front tire came around, it just smacked that light right there. You're lucky you didn't catch one of those, um, you know, ceiling rafters. Yeah. That was the same thing. Hey, man, I, that's what I thought I hit. When I went upside down and I was like, oh, this is going smooth. And then I hit that light and I literally thought I hit the rafters. And I was like, I'm done for. And 
I literally landed and rode, and I didn't even know what happened. And then I had a look back. It took me like a minute to like comprehend what happened, and I saw the light sitting there swinging back and forth. And I was like, no way. So I just started panic grabbing the bike and was super pumped that I came out of it. Did you that think when you touched it in the flip, did you think you were about to die? Yeah, like I literally, <laughs> like, you know, my, my tires hit it and it made that, that noise of the, the tire hitting something. And it literally just kind of, it threw me off guard. I did not even expect it. So I literally thought I was up in the rafters and I thought I was just going to fall straight down. So my concentration was just totally thrown off. Did you just set the ramp and then jump it or did you have it in and like, or you're just like, ah, oh, that looks like that's probably about peak of the jump and just set it and hooked it. Or did you have it in and like, or you're just like, ah, oh, that looks like that's probably about peak of the jump and just set it. Why do we have this crazy echo now? I have no idea. Jeff Briggs says it's, it's us that we're echoing, but I think, Tony, I think you're still going through your, your phone and your headphones. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Can you hear us better? You could probably hear us better on the earphones now, huh? Yeah. Big time. But am I echoing now? Yeah. I feel like Dell. The Dell is doing it? No, I feel like I'm in India taking a call and recording out. Jeff Briggs starts taking a voice and worthy of hearing, hearing it twice. <laughs> hearing it twice, huh? <laughs> Let me look and see if there's something on my end I can do. <clears throat> yeah, when I watched that video, when you came up between those two rafters, was, I mean, obviously you knew what you were doing, but it was, there was a lot of shit up in that point. Yeah, and back to uh, Clint's question. Um, basically, I, I got to the arena, and I looked up, and I was like, it looks a little low, but I think I'll clear. I just set the ramp at 75 feet and was jumping it, and I started, there was this, cable hanging right next to the the light and I kept hitting the cable every single time and I'm like <laughs> I'm like dang man like if I'm hitting that cable I know I'm just right there next to that light so I knew I wasn't going to be able to do any super big extended tricks you were hitting so the cable. Up, wait you were hitting the cable upright yeah it hit my helmet every single time oh. And the light was just like a foot above that. And I'm like, man, if I do any tricks, I'm going to hit that. So I ended up pushing the ramp into 70 feet. And it was a little bit better. But if I did like any flipping or anything, I was just going to smoke the light. So, um, you take it out with your backfield. <laughs> What's that? I said, could you even do half the tricks? Or how are you dying? Yeah. I mean, you could do, like, smaller tricks, like, no footed cans and stuff, but any, like, KODs or cliffhangers, you definitely couldn't do those. But I backflipped it at 70 feet, and I didn't hit the light, so I'm like, all right, if I can backflip it, I should be able to frontflip it. But then, like, I got to thinking, and I'm like, man, my front 
front end's going to come around like this, and that's going to make me taller. Yeah. And uh, right before going out and doing the front flip, I actually was talking to some buddies, and I'm like, man, I think I'm going to hit that light. And I just said, well, at least if I hit it, I'll be on the second half of the rotation. It should be able to at least get my feet or something if I crash. And um, So, I mean, I did call it out, but <laughs> I, I didn't expect to be landing it like that. That's the sketchiest setup to say, well, at least I can make it to my feet when you're trying something. It's something yeah. It's crazy how much higher you go on the front foot. I mean, now you, now you just solved everybody's uh, question. It's like, what, who goes higher or back the front foot? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I want to say you go about five to six feet higher, but then the question is, are you going higher because the front end is coming up? Uh, or are you actually going higher, you know? Yeah, so, is it just earlier in the rotation or something? I mean, I guess... We can have somebody else go out and try it again to actually prove it. <laughs> Put the light up. We need yeah. whatever they use um, at X Games to judge the quarter pipe. Oh, yeah. That height. Um, did they send you a bill for that light? <laughs> no. The promoter asked me to pay for it, and I was just like, He's no way. He's like, yeah, it cost me 300 bucks. I was like, Sorry. <laughs> well, I want to open up the comments. Yeah, somebody's saying there's an echo. We have multiple echo reports. Uh, so who's airbag Is that yours? Uh, yeah. So that airbag set up mine. How long have you had that? Um... See, I think I, I've had a couple different airbags, and just uh, I was helping uh, my my buddy with master airbags, kind of. He just started building his own airbags, so he's giving me airbags to test out and sell. And then I bought my own. I think, I think it was in uh, like November of last year or something like that. So I haven't had it all that long. I've seen those things safe, like. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, some, some people talk bad about them, you know, but there are definitely some uh, big advantages to having an airbag. For one, towing them around, doing shows, you're not towing as much weight around. And for two, it's safer. If, if something happens, a bike malfunction, or just a brain fart, you know, you're you're not gonna die. You're gonna be able to get up and, and yeah. walk away. So yeah, that's amazing. Like most times, there's a night something happens. Yeah, it's always it's always just the stupid things that get you. You know, yeah, like like that light. You know, if I, if I didn't have an airbag and I hit that light and I landed on my back, you know, it could have been career ending right there. You know. Yeah. So, how much did that airbag play into uh, your decision to flip that after your head was hitting the wire? Uh, ask that question again. Sorry. So, if you had a steel landing, would it have gone? Would you have done the same thing? Like you said, your head was already hitting the wire. You still just sent it. Um, airbag landing. I think I probably would have still done it just because. Um, 
I thought I was going to clear it. I knew it was going to be close, but I thought I was going to be in the safe. Especially since I already backflipped it, I figured front flipping would just be the same. But so I mean, I I probably still would have done it, but <laughs> if, if I would have if I would have crashed it, wouldn't it have been as pretty. So dirt biker. Dude, then you really would have gotten some uh, sh- retweets. What's that? I said you really would have gotten retweets if you crashed. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should have just bailed off. <laughs> <laughs> how much uh, how many things did you get tagged in? Man, there was, there was a lot. Like, I was getting phone calls right away, and uh, uh, everybody was reposting it. So I guess... I guess people like that, so I guess we need to do more things like that. <laughs> when you land rubber side down, people don't care for that. No. <laughs> it looks too looks safe too and easy. easy. Yeah. Like, this is the guy who hit that light. What's up, buddy? <laughs> he likes that one. But, love bike. Um, so, what, what, where are you guys at right now? New Jersey. New Jersey. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Long yeah. ways away. Yeah. How far are you far from uh, Derek Coke? All right. I've ridden with him a decent amount. Yeah. I wish he still rode. There's I know. Freestyle riders in Oklahoma. You guys had a bunch for a while. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess when I moved here, everybody's retiring. They got too old. <laughs> yeah, you had Dowdy, uh, Bartram. Cook, Bartram, uh, Cody Elkins. He still rides. Johnny Jones. I never met him. Uh, Ronnie Mack. Yeah, there you go. Ronnie Mack. There was that uh, Willie Watts, right? Mm. Yeah, Willie Watts. Yup. He's got a bad name in FMX, so. And Franz wrote fucking shit on him. Yeah. I was kind of that. Rough. See if unhooking your headphones gets rid of that echo. What's that? See if un- unhooking your headphones gets rid of that echo. Try it? Yeah. I just listened to it on YouTube. It sounds good. Well, now we can't hear you at all. There we I go. There we go. Oh, there we go. You're back. Yeah. Is it better? It's not all echo- echoey? Yeah, that's what the echo was. Okay. You're back. Yeah. Now there's a weird echo. It's later. Sounds better at YouTube. Okay. But he can't hear us. It's just really quiet. I mean, I'll, I'll just try to listen up. I'll yell. It's like... It's like... It won't go on speaker for some reason. And it's like, if I hold it to my ear, then I can hear you guys good. We can see inside your ear. <laughs> Is it clean? Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, Running on a wheel. 
so Clint, you, uh, I don't think we ever rode together or anything, but no. you used to be a freestyle rider, right? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I've heard your name forever and we've never run into each other, which is really weird. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's such a small industry, but, um, you're kind of retired and stuff now though, aren't you? Yeah, I think you were in California still when I was in Georgia riding a lot. And then I think like I kind of, um, how long ago did you move to Oklahoma, you said? In 2015, I moved. Oh, well, I was still around for a while then. Actually, not that long. I moved back home, uh, back up here in like 2016. Yeah, so we literally, you were out west when I was south, and then you moved and I moved back up to New uh, Jersey. We just missed each other then. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, you did definitely step it up uh, at Bartram's Pit, you know, because you do a lot of um, quarter pipe stuff and obviously the front flips and back flip tricks. Uh, how come you haven't gone to more like X Games quarter pipe or whatever? Yeah, um, you know, I was super motivated to ride X Games, especially after 2016 when I got invited and... Um, I was really working hard for 17, and basically, I just got told I didn't have a following to get invited to X Games, so Damn. I just basically was like, whatever, then why am I going to spend all year working for a possible invite when I can just book my schedule with shows and stay busy all year and have guaranteed income? Yeah, that's really the um, give and take of FMX, right? You either are one of the top contest guys or like trying to be that or you're a demo guy. And it's really hard to kind of do both because the amount of time it takes for you to do demos all the time, you know, you can't really practice for big contests. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, um, I don't know how many hours I've spent in that foam pit just training days in days out just to learn one trick and um you can't you can't be doing demos and learning tricks at the same time because it just takes so much um but that's where if you can get some good sponsors to back you and help you financially to get through until x games or something then that makes a big difference in your program because then you can learn these tricks and be able to get there at the top of the platform but you know, I, I would love to definitely be there at X Games and stuff. I still have that drive and that fire in me, but uh, I got to make a living, so I got to stay busy with shows. Um, yeah, it's definitely a bummer because it is a lot of time. Uh, it's weird. You either wait and train for the big money hits at the contests that may or may not happen, or you take the consistent money throughout the year, you know, and pay exactly. your bills. Yeah. It's, I get, I guess it just comes down to what you want more, you know, a consistent uh, paycheck or to be up there winning, you know? Well, I realized I didn't have enough talent either way so that I was much safer for me to just run a business and book shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I played around a little bit too with the double backflip and I still have an itch 
to at least land one double backflip, but um, that trick was so scary trying. I don't know if I would want to show up to an event every weekend and have to do a double backflip. Like, that scares me, you know? Yeah. How about so, the front flips? You've got them, you yeah, feel like you've got them dialed well enough that you're not really tripping? Yeah, you know, uh, at first the front flip was so scary. I remember I learned the front flip and um, my first front flip show was down in Guadalajara, Mexico. And I remember getting there and the landing was like way steeper than my dirt landing at home. And I remember being so nervous about it. I almost just packed everything up and was like, see you later. I'm out of here. But I pushed through the fears and stuff and ended up sticking the front flip perfect. And putting yourself in those situations like that and like really builds your confidence. So, you know, uh, I went back down to Guadalajara, Mexico. I did the front flip down there. I did the front flip at Nitro World Games. Uh, I've done the front flip in Las Vegas. And then this year I've done them a couple couple front flips at the Hoosier Arena Crosses. And I think just dealing with all those obstacles and elements really builds your confidence with these tricks. And uh, you just have to do them to get comfortable with them. And uh, one thing that helped me too was I set the ramp up at my house or at Bartram's and every time I rode, I made made it a priority to do front flips every single time I rode. I mean, it was super stressful yeah. and scary, but that really helped me with the confidence, you know? Are you doing them off a, a front flip ramp or just a standard ramp? I'm doing it off of a ramp with a kicker. The way I see it is... Yeah, sure, I can spend the time and learn it without the kicker. I know I can do it, but I'm not going to do any contests. I'm just doing it for demos, so why yeah. make it harder, you know? Yeah, no, totally, I get it. Trying, yeah, you got to put on a show and, and move on to next week, too. Exactly. So it does make it a little bit easier. Um, there's a lot of respect to the guys that do it without the kicker. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, flips a sketchy trick. Like either way, it seems because yeah. it's not a normal rotation. Yeah, it's totally against everything. Like I would have never even thought a front flip without a kicker was possible, you know. But all these guys coming up, they're pretty, they're pretty consistent with them, and, and the double backflips as well, man. Uh, a lot of props to those guys for doing that. I did one double backflip on a mini bike in the Travis's pit, and that was it. Was was scary? Like, eh. I mean, I had overcooked a regular. I tried to do a regular straight flip into the pit and yeah. landed on my back. So, it, like, basically, we needed to go to lunch, and Travis is like, we are not going to lunch until somebody double backflips into the pit. And he was like, you overcooked one like fucking crazy anyway earlier. And I was starving. So I was like, all right, let's go. I need to eat. <laughs> Man, it, and that's, that's the worst too, getting stuck under the bike in a foam pit. Like, if you're claustrophobic, do not do that. Dude. The worst one ever, I got stuck upside down. I used to ride with my earphones in. I had like yeah. a little, do you remember uh, I, um, iPods? I had like a little yeah. iPod on my belt. Yeah. 
and uh, I got stuck upside down and I landed in Travis's pit, which if anybody's jumped into a pit, pits with foot with square blocks, you go like straight to the bottom of the fucking thing. Yeah. And I'm like all the way in the bottom. My hands are stuck on the bars and everything. I can't even like move my goggles or, or anything. And my uh, iPod switches over to some super creepy Pink Floyd song. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out upside down, like stuck to my bike. It's like leaking gas on me and shit. And then all of a sudden it goes this crazy song. I'm like, dude, we're going to fucking lose it. It was like yeah, 90 as well. <laughs> um, I've been, let's see, I, I've been working on uh, the Cali roll for a really long time. And I haven't done it for a while because I kind of just with the whole X Games thing, I'm like, there's no point in doing it. And um, so basically I haven't trained for that for a while. But the last time that I did do it, when I came in, I kind of came in a little bit sideways like that. And you know, when you actually hit the foam, you don't stop and keep going. And I actually kept rolling and I went all the way under my bike and I was pinned under there. And there was only one guy out there helping. And it took him like five or six minutes to pull me out. And oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die. I could not <laughs> breathe. Inhaling foam. Yeah. When I got out, I just hit the deck and I started throwing up and like, chunks like dime sized chunks of foam were coming out and it was the worst experience i've ever had and i was like i'm never getting in a foam pit again dude they do suck everybody thinks it's like this big it's pillow that you land in and it's not and if you've never been in one when those foam blocks sit in the sun as anthony will attest to they turn into they like start to you can rub the side of them and it just flakes come off of the thing it starts turning into powder so and as soon as you land in, your, in them yeah they're just yeah and that gets in your eyes and your nose and your mouth and you you can't see you can't breathe and you seriously you can't move because your bike's on top of you and you and they're you saturated with gas right yeah you it literally feels like it's the end <laughs> dude in, in 2050 like you know how there's all these asbestos claims commercials it's yeah. gonna be like foam pit claims yeah <laughs> i know right did you ride at kenny barton's foam pit between 1998 and you know some crazy shit to be class action class action lawsuits you know i think uh i think the bigger cubes are actually better the like foot by foot cubes remember yeah. when red bull had that giant pit weren't those big cubes i think they were i never never jumped, jumped that in that one, but i mean they were flammable as shit obviously but somebody burned that one down good job guys <laughs> who hey, was that, it matt was, was that yeah, one scary about foam pits is they can catch on fire and if you're stuck under there and it catches on fire oh my gosh that's you're, a bad day yeah you're done you guys got snakes in oklahoma oh yeah oh yeah are yeah. they in the fucking pit are they in the foam pit yeah i would imagine i was gonna I ask that you've never it, uh, seen any i've never seen them uh they hang out at the like the bottom by the foam pit, like there's a crack. I, I guarantee you they yeah. go in there. Yeah. But I don't think they actually like go up into the foam. I think they stay at the bottom. But yeah, but what I, if you I get sure to the bottom so. of it and you're upside down like you're talking? We've talked to Chuck. We've seen. Listen, if you're talking to a snake. Yeah, that's not going to be very fun. You're up stuck upside down and the snake's just biting you in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a oh, good oh, video. Oh. 
Get a, a stuck upside down, then it goes through your helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you know, uh, airbags are such a game changer. Like, I want to get me a big square airbag. Um, I jumped to the one Nitro has, and that thing's so much more realistic learning stuff, too, because you can actually land and ride off the airbag. So when I learned the front flip, I did probably like maybe 10 front flips to the airbag and I was landing them so consistently and riding off the airbag that it was like, dude, I just, I already landed it. So I just pulled the ramp over to dirt and did it like after, you know, only 10 of them. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a big confidence booster for sure. No, I, for flipping the, the, there was no intermediate between foam pit and dirt. You know what I mean? When I yeah. did it. So that was like the big uh, issue was the transition. So like I got a bunch of mulch and um, or like sawdust and put it all over the landing just so yeah. it would be a little bit softer. But like you're saying, yeah, that's the perfect next step, like intermediate step so that you can then go to even an airbag landing. That's sick to have that. Yeah, I, I think it really will. um uh, progress the sport quicker because people can learn this stuff quicker <clears throat> and uh, have more of a safety net. And so if you do crash, you're not out for six months and you yeah. can get back up and learn it. And, and, and that's the whole, that's another thing with the airbag landings is if you do crash, you're not broken and you're not out for the whole year because if we're not out there riding and doing events, we're not making money. So we have to make sure we're, we're in one piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I it's a, a romantic thing at this point for people like me that rode prior to the airbag to be like, you guys are pussies, you know, yeah. like, but 100%, if there was an airbag when I rode, I would have jumped a fucking airbag, guaranteed, especially yeah. first flips, like, it's cool to say that I didn't, but you know what? It, I may have more hair left if uh, <laughs> we had some, something else that was less scary. Plus, yeah, this this sport definitely can be stressful, man. Especially when you first start out and you're you're just learning flips and stuff, going to new events and hitting new ramps. It's like, oh my gosh, I gotta flip this ramp. You know, it takes it takes a lot of years to get comfortable with. Uh, realizing that hey a flip is a flip and you just do it the same but it is stressful well that's like you were saying about going to uh, events and having to do double flips and this and that it's you have to force yourself to just be like this is normal this is not that crazy this is what i do every day exactly i i think there's a big uh, mental barrier and once you beat the mental game i think uh you can be up there at the top level and doing those big tricks every day. I would agree. And I think that you have, you're obviously mentally strong to do all the tricks that you do, you know, because I rode for a long time and, uh, I look at what you do and I'm like, Whoa, you know, especially like you said, when you were getting ready to go to X games, there was like a year or two where you just kept like learning shit. And I'm like, Whoa, fucking, gnarly like you know what i mean you progressed a lot in that time yeah well thanks man appreciate that i definitely put in a lot of work and um 
I feel like the quarter pipe now to me is super easy. It's simple. Like, um, I'll go flip that thing all the time, but, uh, I was going to do big air quarter pipe. That that's actually pretty gnarly though. <laughs> yeah. That it, quarter pipe's big. Yeah. And they're boosting the fuck out of it in order to be in yeah. contention. Now they're, they're going yeah, high. I mean, if, if you crash on that, it's, it's going to hurt. So, um, I actually jumped the one that nitro had set up in Paris, California. I think it was like 32 feet tall or something. And I was only, I was only able to air out like five or 10 feet, but that's, that's pretty scary. That's what the contest on these yeah. is 32 the whole thing feet. Is like, that's another. What's that? The contest one is 32 feet tall. Uh, no, Nitro, Nitro World Games one is. You're putting your finger on the um, microphone. I think. There you go. We lost sound for a little bit. Oh, you lost sound? Yeah, I think you've had your hand over the um, microphone, but you're good now. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, um, the Nitro World Games was 32, and X Games is 18 feet. So is that what did uh, Axel alley-oop the Nitro one then? He alley-ooped an X Games one, so it was 18 feet tall. So then what are Pages and um, Clinton Moore doing their uh, crazy like uh, alley-oop uh, 720 things on? Is that so a smaller those are, one? Those are a 13-foot tall quarter pipe, and that's what I have at my house, and that's what um, I competed in at the 2016 X Games was uh, um, the 13-foot tall quarter pipe. Got it. So now, um, even X Games quarter pipe is bigger now. Yeah. So they took out uh, quarter pipe best trick, and now it's quarter pipe big air, and so now it's just the eighteen foot quarter pipe. But I think they still do have quarter pipe, the thirteen foot quarter pipe for their freestyle runs too. That's so weird that they would have so many different ramps. I think it's cool, man. I love it. Uh, I feel like if 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 it's just one standard ramp, just a seventy-five foot ramp that's been the same since what ninety-nine. I mean, I feel like it starts to get boring. So I like seeing all the new ramps and moves. I agree. I mean that there are three different sizes of quarter pipes. Basically, I agree. There oh, okay. needs to be something different, and I like the quarter pipe actually a lot. I like the big air stuff. I like best trick on it because best trick, less people seem to get hurt even if they fall or at least not as bad. And the big air, like we were talking about, that's super gnarly. You know, like yeah. they're going I, so high. I feel like if you crash off that, man, you're just going to smash yourself. Well, that McNeil that one time, you could see that shit scared yeah. him because he was a madman on it before doing seat grabs and stuff. And then he did that at X Games, and he's not been the same quarter pipe person as he was. Yeah, that'll definitely put a little fear in you and make you timid, that's for sure. He needs to drive around with a, a cougar, right? 
Isn't that... Um... <laughs> <laughs> of a Talladega Nights? Isn't that what you do when you get the fear? You drive around with a cougar? Oh, okay. I was a little lost for a minute, but yeah, I'm on the same page now. It's not a good joke if you got to explain it. So that you tell the jokes. So I'll explain them, and then you okay. have to <laughs> I gotta yeah, get a beer. I'll be back. The video of Jared McNeil jumping with his dog. Come on, that's he didn't really do. Dude, my dad thought that was real. <laughs> I see. I get tagged in that all the time, and I'm like, it's <laughs> Is a that good. Not real. It can't no. be real. Come on. <laughs> Me and my dad argued about this for like a half hour. And I downloaded it, slow motioned it. I wasn't 100 sure, but that cannot be real. Dude, or I need... feel like it's real. Let's call him. <laughs> call him from the two wheels. Do you call. know? Do you know McNeil? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, yeah, why haven't we gotten to the bottom of this? We're gonna call have to him call him. I I hit him up the other day after I seen that video, but I I didn't get a response back. Because <laughs> he, like, he doesn't. Because he doesn't want to. It's yeah, a fraud. Exactly. It's, it's like the moon landing. It's never yeah, happened. Yeah, he got me curious, and I want to call him up and be like, dude. Call him right now, live. I'll be right back. I got to pee and get a beer. All right. This guy's got a weak bladder. Hey, it's on. I got to pee like every five minutes when I drink a ton. Yeah. I mean, I take every opportunity to pee myself. <laughs> I asked the doctors. They just said, yeah, you just you got good kidneys or whatever. Yeah. Just- I think it's from driving. Right when you drive, every time you stop, even if you don't have to pee, you go to pee because you don't know when the next time you're going to stop again is. Right? Yeah, you just make sure get a bathroom break in because you don't know when the next time is going to be. So. Well, if we stop for gas and I don't necessarily have to pee, I'm going to give it my best shot. Exactly. <laughs> when I was a little bit younger and I used to do these drives... I would never stop. I would pee in bottles, but I've kind of learned as older I get that you don't always need to be such in a in a rush and kind of enjoy things a little bit. So I started as I got older in my career. I started leaving a day early so I could just stop if I saw something cool. I do that too. Yeah, exactly. You know, because I started to realize I'm like I'm not gonna drive around like this the country like probably for my the rest of my life like i should definitely be taking some sights in as i'm traveling versus you know like you said like being in a rush to get here or there so i started to be like okay i'll take my time and like chill out and see some stuff yeah that's kind of where i'm at too um actually i have a camper shell on my truck now so i'm gonna try to do a lot of camping this summer just sleep in the back of the truck just kind of enjoy the journey, you know? Yeah. I've been thinking about getting a, some kind of shell for back of my truck as well. Yeah, it's, uh, you know Brody Wilson, right? Oh, yeah. It's the same camper shell he has. Um, he actually told me about it, so. Did you have to build the spacers underneath it as well to so that your bike would fit? Or did he get a new one that's taller? Um, I think he got a new one. Because he used to have one, but he used to have a spacer around the bottom so that, like, his bike fit in, I thought. Okay. Yeah, so basically what you have to do is just roll your bars back, and then you can get it in there, and it's just 
it's a perfect tight fit. <laughs> so maybe it is the same one. So you're not the type of guy that's like, my bars are set, don't touch my fucking clamps. No, I don't care, dude. I don't <laughs> ride with any bars, any grips, any goggles, I don't care. <laughs> I thought that once. I was like, uh, it was towards the end of my career. I was going to Ecuador, and I'm like, I'm not taking all this shit with me. So I literally took plastics just so that it had like graphics on it. Yeah. And I'm like, how bad can the handlebars be? They were they were fucking bad, dude. I've never seen anything like this. Like I think I feel like the cables were at full extension, like just to reach the the ends of the bars and they were swept back a ton. It was wow. stock suspension. It run like it was underwater. It was like a and I'm like, fuck, dude. I definitely should have prepared a little better. <laughs> yeah, see, going going out of the country, I I don't take that lightly. I like making sure my stuff's good when I go out of the country because I want to come back in one piece. <laughs> yeah, especially Ecuador. I flipped it though. I was flipped just, it. Yeah, I was all. I couldn't take those days, man. (laughs) I couldn't take my hands off though because they was too turned. Yeah, like it was too much of a curve to actually like. It was weird. I don't know. I couldn't let go. Yeah, I don't. I don't miss those days, and I don't miss two-stroke days. Nope. Oh yeah, when all of a sudden the night show comes around and your bike's like got this wicked bog in it. Yeah. And just trying to jet those stupid things everywhere. And, I mean, the 450 just, it's a, it's a cheater bike. You could seriously just come into it lugging and give it a handful and lean back. And you're going to go plenty far enough for flipping, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's I easier to control in flips, it. too. What's that? It, I feel like it's easier to control in flips as well. Yeah, I feel like it's more consistent. When I was on my two-stroke, I always felt like that thing was spinning too fast or too slow. Yeah. But um, I would say I've gotten a lot better at flips since my two-stroke days, but um, I do I do like riding the four-stroke. Yeah, the first show I ever rode on a four-stroke was um, like it was dirt on top of polished concrete, but we had to turn on the polished concrete and then get onto the dirt. And it's winter at a monster truck show, so the dirt is like Play-Doh. Well, it's breaking off of the sides where the monster trucks are driving on and off of the dirt. The dirt's like breaking off, and there's like powder there, so they don't want it to get dusty. So they fucking water it with a hose. Polished concrete with a very thin layer of mud on it. And then the dirt was Play-Doh. And on the the 250, two-stroke, I'd have been on the concrete clutching so it would grab mm-hmm. then i would have gotten into the dirt and i would have had to clutch so the thing would have revved up yep. and what i do on the 450 Just <laughs> yeah. that was it <laughs> yeah all power hey, and if you don't have low ceilings and rafters to worry about yeah. <laughs> polished concrete is scary too i don't like polished concrete yeah that's uh, scary. Do you know the key to making it tacky? Um, I've just used Coke, but but how do you apply it? In his uh, nose. I put a I put a hole <laughs> in the top and shake the Coke bottle up. 
If you get, I mean, that may clip froze up. The the key is getting it misted as fine as possible. Yep. So if you went to like a um, Home Depot or anything in the plant section and bought one of those spray bottles and tighten that thing down so that it mists super fine and just put as fine a mist as you can and let it set like five ten minutes and set another one on it it'll pull your shoes off oh wow the key yeah, is I... to get it super fine when it first goes down and play yeah. it and, and do it like use, two or three uh, times i had to use some coke uh at the end of last year because we had a long like, drive he was tired. <laughs> yeah, I had to pull me through. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the runway, like the first, like probably like forty or fifty feet, was polished concrete, and it and the the run was only seventy feet anyways. So I mean, there wasn't much. Yeah, <laughs> you're on it. The dirt. So <laughs> yeah, try that. Get yourself a sprayer with an adjustable nozzle. And just get it as fine as you can and just barely miss the floor and do it like two, three times and it'll get super tacky. I'll have to remember that for next time. Uh, we did a show one time because I did the very first Monster Jam. on. It was a Thunder Nationals on polished concrete. Uh, so I dealt with it for a long ass time. And um, yeah. Troy Kuzmal showed up to one of those Ramp to Ramp contests and he fucking took like you can even do hawaiian punch i've seen that too but he dumped it on the floor and then mopped it out because he had never done a concrete oh. one and i was like dude that's not going to be rideable till the show i'm like it's going to take too long to dry and uh it wasn't rideable. Huh? oh no not for practice dude you'd have it was like glass until like later on and then it finally dried up it was fine in the show but like nobody could practice on that side and I was like, dude, you got to, like I said, missed it. And then it was, we rode the other side. And then when that side dried up, we tested it and then just went in the show. But yeah, it's its own thing. It sucks either way. I've even been in buildings where we had the floor good. And then overnight, it was in Louisiana, actually. And they either shut the AC off or like, I don't know what happened. And the AC kicked on super hard, but the floor sweat really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day, like, 75% of the people crashed because the floor was so fucking slick. Oh, man. Yep, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, that's the only... Um, me and Dan Newth were doubles partners, and every other group in front of us crashed. And he was like, I don't want to ride. And I was like, do you want a fucking plaque? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all we got to do is not crash. If we do four laps of the floor and not crash, we're good. So that's all we did. We did like a couple of jumps and fucking pulled off the floor and won Man, it. Man, that's the worst when you're doing events like that and you just feel like you're just out there trying to survive. Like, oh, yeah. And you're not even enjoying it. That's what most people don't get. You know, like they're like, oh, you ride for a living and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, most situations are not fucking ideal. Like, we're, like, jammed into some corner of some concrete floor building with walls at either end, you know? And I'm like, this is not a fun time riding your motorcycle. Yeah, no, I get it. Hey, I need to go grab a charger real quick. I'll be right back. All right. You charged up, Nick? What'd you get? Beer-wise. 
Same thing. Oh no. Stella, Ste- dude. Oh, my dog's beer. The beer named after my dog. Of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> my dog existed in Belgium. <laughs> In 1366. Uh, that's right. 1366? Yeah, that's what it says. That's before any... There was actually a human being on American soil. Right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 1492... Columbus yeah, you, didn't come oh, over here until 1492. Clint doesn't see First Nations people as humans. <laughs> Actually, no. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. The Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings were here before. The Vikings were the first human beings to be on. um, So Clint doubles down on ignoring (laughs) First Nations as human beings. Oh, that's right. I can't. You missed it. Anthony, you might want to. Tony he's might want to get off the, the podcast. He's in the um, Indian, land of First Nations. No, he's from Colorado. What did I miss? Are you Indian, American Indian? Um, my uh, my dad, his side of the family is Hispanic. What? What's not- that mean? <laughs> Are you like his- Hispanic? Well, what about Indian? <laughs> Are they like Aztec? They're from. I think Hispanics from Spain. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know either, man. Maybe they're the same. You're Clint saying over here insulting people, <laughs> saying the Vikings were the first humans on American soil, ignoring That's right. Indians. That's right. And then, and then he's you're says, a Hispanic, Hispanian. <laughs> he's saying that all the Indians are actually. So I'm right because uh, the Vikings came here, and then, um, and then. Uh, what's his name? Not Napoleon. The other Italian guy came here, and then the Spanish people came over here, and they were the American Indians. Columbus? I thought Columbus was. Yeah, Spanish. yeah, Columbus. No, he sailed. He was Italian, but Italy was like, we're not spending the money on this fucking oh, journey. We got mozzarella to make. So <laughs> then, so then he went to Spain, and they're like, we'll just buy mozzarella from the Italians. We'll front. We'll pay for your journey. We'll give you a couple boats. That's and right. I didn't pay attention it. in that class. I don't even know what that is. Don't worry. Studies it was because you went to public school I, like both of us. Yeah, we Dude, don't know anything. We're just we, like, get out of here. We want to go. Yeah, exactly. Listen, in our history lesson just now, the Vikings were the first people to land on, uh, to be humans. over here. Humans to be over here. Okay, I'll remember that. The Indians are just, just cave people. <laughs> sending smoke signals I gotta take you can't take another break that's why I think that's why the Australians they're just um, also like uh, convicts and aborigines yeah exactly that's why, that's why they're going so gnarly because they're just not really people just wicked cunts don't they're give not, a shit they're not civilized yet there's some skits cunts <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're gnarly. You know what, what is I going think? on over there? What's well, at the bottom? It's the bottom of the plate that we're on. They're this like a... in the roots. You've never seen Clint's drawing of the flat earth before. This is our theory, okay? <laughs> this is our theory. So, like, uh, all of us are, like, on the top of the flat earth, right? On the grassy side. 
So it's just like a it's like a piece. It's, it's like a divot. It's yeah, exactly, open. exactly. If you were to pull a divot out, okay, we're up on the grassy side, and Australia is like underneath on the br- under on the brown root side. Yeah, the roots. That's why there's so many things that'll kill you. They're actually like underground. Scorpions. That's, that's your theory, right? That's right. So they uh, they don't have trees. That's why their trees look all fucked up. It's just roots. They're just trying to grow back to the top. Down from our trees. And there's just dingoes. They don't even have dogs. Kangaroos. What the fuck's kangaroo? <laughs> exactly. How'd that happen? But on the, on that note, saying Uh-oh. that they're so gnarly. Oh, you're a round earther, aren't you? Oh, here we go, baby. About- <laughs> I, I feel like the reason why the Australian guys and people like that are so much more gnarly than Americans now in freestyle is because I feel like here in America, everybody's about it's I don't know it's like they're under this spotlight or they're more about the social aspect of it and the Australian guys and the Europeans I don't feel like they're under that spotlight as far as X Games and stuff so they're training super hard to get here to go to X Games and I I don't feel like the Americans are really training that way anymore. I would agree with you, especially on um, Jackson Strong. He like just hides in the outback, yeah. and then he just comes, <laughs> and then he just comes out of the outback with some ridiculous fucking maneuver that everybody's like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" And he owns a, a fucking uh, kangaroo. Yeah, that's pretty badass. <laughs> Did you know that? Nick? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I knew it. I guarantee he doesn't have a permit for that fucking Skip. kangaroo. Skip. Okay. You know no fucking has- permits in Australia. That's the land yeah. of the free, except for guns. <laughs> if they had guns, <laughs> if, they, if they had guns and kangaroos, then Dude, yeah, you give all those ex cons guns, you got problems. You got. <laughs> That's the, guaranteed, the, that's the most polite uh, civilization if you give them all guns. Because they're like, we're all crazy, so we can't... That's why they don't have guns. They're too crazy to have guns. They got them. They're just not telling. They got bush uh, guns. Danny D. Wayne said those Italians sailed with cans of ravioli to survive. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, that's a funny Jeff Briggs says we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. <laughs> Who the hell's John Matthews? He says Australia's awesome. I spent two weeks in Sydney, and it seriously wasn't long enough. You didn't even get shot at. I'm waiting for Jackson Strong to put Kansas Monster in Skip's pouch. Post the picture. That's Danny D. Wayne. That is true. Why hasn't he done that? These are all good ideas. That's a great yeah. idea. I'm gonna. Ma- I'm gonna. He's trying to ink the deal still. I'm DMing fucking uh, Jackson. He's well, never going to see got, it. Monsters already got a dingo, right? Yep, the dingo and snow that we got an interview yeah, with. So no he's sound. He's not going oh. <clears throat> to have his fucking... Uh, what do they call those things? They're Marsupial. They a, they're joeys. The Marsupial. He's like, I'm not going to let me joey. Oh, that was British or something. I don't know what that was. <laughs> not gonna let his Joey do some shit without a contract. I should put up a picture and you can just be Bobby Battleberg. Bobby Battleberg. <clears throat> Man, that guy's gnarly too, Rob. 
Well, you should meet Bob, his brother, Bobby Battleberg. <laughs> Wait, does he really have a brother? He's even gnarlier. No, he's that's when Nick. That's when Nick pretends to be Robbie Adelberg. He's, he's Bobby Battleberg. <clears throat> We've only had Bobby Battleberg on the show, not Rob Adelberg. Yeah. <laughs> you guys see the video of. Uh, <clears throat> there's supposedly video of Clint wrestling Robbie. Really? Yeah. Who won? Good, uh, I don't know. I won't even say. Probably, probably Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Clint, Clint it was good. Like he's pretty. This pretty was post. This was there. post. This was post X Games, but I don't think we could post it. It wasn't bad. It was just no. Boys it's just, being boys. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just we he won't even respond to DMs, so I don't want to put. Uh, I bet if we post it, then video of us respond. wrestling. He may actually respond to a video of us wrestling. I'll, I'll challenge him. Gold. Oh, this I'm is what we need to do. We need to. Right. T- we need to take. Huh? We need to take that video of us wrestling, and then I'll do like a wrestling intro where I challenge him to another wrestling match. Right, <laughs> 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 ra- ra- Macho Man Randy Savage, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah." Bobby Battleberg doesn't want any of this. Planted <laughs> jersey, bitch. <laughs> I saw he's wearing a, like a, a walking cast right now. Yeah, he just got surgery on his ankle or something. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was wondering. <clears throat> what did he do? I don't know. I think it's old. I think oh. he got something fixed that's been probably... He's just been maniac like, through it. He didn't kick out a fucking halogen light out of a... From Texas Arena or wherever that was? We don't know. Unreal. Did you do you guys know uh Pat um Bowden? Yeah. Yeah. Well of him. Don't Did know. Did you him. see his Rick? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Just recently? He he was at a show and went to go jump the ramp during the show and his bike just bogged down down uh. trucks and just basically front tire on the back knuckle and Ooh. Uh, I think he like he said he dislocated his wrist, but it looked like he had to have surgery and stuff on it. Ugh. Was it at um, the uh, European tour going on? Yeah, it was one of those stops. I'm not sure exactly which one, but um, two of the riders jumped right over him, almost landed on him, and then Luke Ackerman like slid up the freestyle ramp and turned off to the side. It was sketchy. It had to be. Um... Wait, I think I found it. Oh shit! Oh, I just Gnarly, saw it. Huh? Yeah. Was that the uh, Bercy Supercross? I have no idea. It looks like Bercy. Or Night of the Jumps or something. I think no, it's a Supercross. No, it's a Supercross track. He, but that he, kid's gnarly too. He's jumping the uh, the finish line. He was jumping the um, a ramp to the finish line jump. And he fucking just, yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's a bad work day right there. That's a nasty one. And like, ooh. And then his next picture is stitches in his wrist. Yeah, so I've done shows with that kid. And man, super, um, super gnarly rider. Like, he's got all the big tricks. And, like, he does not care what bike or anything that he rides. Like, I remember he went and did this one show. And you know how they make a, a YZ. Or a Yamaha 250, but it's not the YZ. It's the Trail version, like a 
I don't know what it is. It's still a two-stroke, but it's a 250. Um, yeah. He had that bike given to him to ride the event. He just rode it bone stock, like stock suspension and everything. And those those uh, those bikes have different gearing in them for the trails, you know? And yeah. I think they actually even have an 18-inch rear wheel on them. And That's got to be weird, flipping. He, he does not care. He just rides whatever. He's Australian, right? Yeah. Obviously. Who are you talking here. about? Pat Bowden. Pat Bowden. You know, I, he showed that picture of his wrist all fucked up, and now it's showing it the scars healed. I bet that was Bercy. I bet that because it looked like a small Supercross stadium. Fucking shit. Yeah, I don't know. Bad deal, though. Yeah. That's he does I, those nasty backflip <clears throat> cliffhangers. Yeah. And then he does like those sweet 360s. And I think he's even doing double backflips, too. He's gnarly. Even just his regular Masters tricks. Masters of Dirt. Everybody who rides at Masters of Dirt. Yeah. Is yeah. insane. Everything he does is gnarly. Like, yeah. You see that um, when he did Nitro World Games and he hit the big moon booter ramp and did the backflip rock solid. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. That, that thing's... Have you ever hit that? You know what? Uh, at that place I was telling you about, that free ride place, they had a moon booter ramp, so I just finally hit my first moon booter ramp the other day. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty. How'd it go? It was good. What'd you hit it to? To dirt or to an airbag or what? To dirt. They had a giant, it was probably like a 50-foot tall landing. So So just first hit off a of moon booter, you went to dirt? Yeah. <laughs> How fast do you have to hit that thing? Just like second gear, like pretty decent, you know. Wow. Yeah. It's... Just second still. Yeah. I thought somebody said they were hitting it in third. <clears throat> I think uh, I remember Jones talking about something like he had to go in third gear or something. It just made his flips more consistent. Like I think he was saying with second gear, he kept over rotating. Mm, is pulling too hard are you like maxed out like 70 like 75 no it's uh i don't know what distance they're jumping at and i don't know what distance that one ramp was at but it was just it was just a good burrup it wasn't maxed out or anything you know on and what were you on uh cali 450 Stock gearing? 52, so it was geared down a little bit. From a 48? Or 48, 49 stock. 50 stock. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had um, McCarty's old bike, and it was 48 originally, and he had a 52 on it. So, like, 75 was just about wrapped out in second. Yeah. I feel like um, with a 52 tooth, uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty good gearing for 75 feet. Um, I like it for that. When I went to that spot, Joey Land, um, some of the dirt doubles, uh, third gear felt a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam was actually he had stock gearing and he was doing everything second gear, no problem. 
and I was just pretty pretty wrapped out in second on some of the dirt hits, so I started grabbing third. But see, my regular my like <clears throat> Moto four fifty, I it's a thirteen Honda, but I'm like the gearing is way too high on that thing to hit a ramp. I feel like in second I'd be in a like a weird spot you know what i mean i wouldn't really be on it that hard it, it would be to where i could go way way long just by kind of like getting into it a little too much yeah yeah i hate that when it, it's like in between i like it to be really consistent and you know like every time you know yeah you can at least turn and like kind of get into it without worrying about you know just being out in the flat well, it's like Greg Duffy. Do you guys know him? We know of him, but I don't know him. He rides stock gearing on freestyle ramps. And the first time <laughs> um, I rode a, a show with him on his Cowie, I thought he was in third gear. Was I was so just going to say, did it sound like he was like not even on it? Yeah, it was just all... I was all, oh my gosh, how do you time that jump, dude? He's like, I just got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bike is he so on? so much extra there. He's he's on a 19 Cowie, 450. But, you know, hanging out with Travis, you know, he's probably just the same mentality as Travis. Like, well, I don't really care what's on. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the bike. I'll just jump the, <laughs> the, the whatever on it. Exactly. Just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was at Travis's once. We were riding. He had just come off an injury or something, I think. Um, and we're all riding his course and he just comes out of the woods on a DRZ 400, like fourth gear fucking hammer. And there was like a 75 foot ramp and there was like a 65 foot ramp or something, maybe 55. I don't remember. I, we didn't hit that one. He comes blasting out of the woods all the way across Hits the shorter ramp, does a full knack-knack, like bigger than anyone I've ever done in my life, land, turn around and stop next to us, and that was it. He just, that was the only thing that he did. <laughs> He's just come out of nowhere. Oh, it's a fucking enduro bike, does this huge knack-knack off this oddly positioned oh, ramp and just stops next to us and is like fucking chatting, and I'm like, you're... Yeah, he just, just pulls up next to you. Hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Picture Travis, you know? Yeah, like there's he didn't two just... There's two ways to look at it. Like, you either have an ideal setup, so your stuff's nailed and you go somewhere, or there's Travis and you just have wild, crooked ramps, crazy setup, and then you know wherever you go, you can. it's going to only be better. He's just yeah. so good that that stuff doesn't bother him, honestly is where he's at like the ramp's a little crooked i'll just uh because he does it all the time just consistently caddy like, corner it yeah yeah um i even like with myself i like to have a nice perfect uh setup um so it, it's definitely hard to ride ramps when they're not like perfectly set and leveled and and straight um but I will say that riding a lot of these rodeo events with Bartram has really helped um, my riding because you go out there on those rodeo arena floors and you never know if the ramp's straight or if it's level. There's holes everywhere. The runway is just, it's not water. So loose. It's loose. And <laughs> it really like, it, it's the same thing as doing front flips. The more you ride that kind of terrain, the more you build your confidence with it. And so 
uh, a lot of things don't bother me bother me as much as they used to when I first started riding. Like everything always had to be so perfect, you know. That's weird because a lot of people when they first start, I guess it's one way or the other. They're either don't give a fuck or they're like, you know, worried about everything. I was probably more worried. <clears throat> the rodeo arena floors, if people have never been on one, they're like, what, three or four inches of like loose dirt for the yeah. horses and stuff to be able to cut around on. So yeah, you feel like you're riding in sand or something. Yeah. Down as <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you got to almost run through it a couple times to like blow a rut into it. So at least you're not just like in the powder. Yeah, exactly. The more you ride it, the more it feels better. But um, definitely riding stuff like that will help you. And how about going from light to dark, right? You jump something during the day and then you go uh, go yeah. back at night and all of a sudden it's like, I always come up short. You know, if if you're outside and the, the light gets, um, it's not as good, yes, that, that can be a little <clears> sketchy, <throat> especially with a black ramp, yeah, especially for trying to flip knowing... Like seeing the transition and knowing your timing for the the flip, um, freestyle motocross is never safe, man. It's always something, always some kind of elements you got to deal with. Yeah, uh, it's Tim Boca. You might know him. He builds yeah, ramps yeah. at Monster Jams and stuff, or builds the courses. But uh, and uh, he runs Youngstown MX. <coughs> But he would always say listening to Metallica is like running through the woods in the dark or riding a horse through the woods in the dark. Like think yeah. about running through the woods when it's dark. The trees all of a sudden are like, you like yeah. feel like you're going so fast. So it's the same thing on a bike. Like when you go from the daytime to nighttime, yeah. everybody always decks it first hit because you go too slow. Yeah, it, it's super hard to uh, judge your speed because you can't you can't tell. Yeah, everybody, if you, it's dark, go a little bit faster than you think. Exactly, because <laughs> you're you're not going fast enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't take everything in, so you're like, I'm going so fast, but you're like, no, it's just dark. You need to hit that thing just a smidge harder than you would normally. Exactly. Or, every every time. <laughs> doesn't need to be dark smidge harder nick you don't know nick is notorious or was notorious for just not I touching any landing fucking case it he doesn't he's afraid to case it so he just goes i'd rather just puke up my meals stay light and lean and i, I know i can go long so he just he just says bye felicia that's what he likes yeah exactly <laughs> just sends her to the bottom just, first hit and then i reel it back in Exactly. If he makes first hit, he's good. <laughs> if he can wanna, survive. That, bottom, that, bottom that, that reminds me. I just saw a video the other day of Vinny Carbone um, doing a show. And man, yes. jumped, that was insane. OJ the crap out of it. I've done it. Nice and smooth. Yeah. Con concrete floors just not touch any landing by like fucking 10 feet. Yeah. I've done it. Just a I've little done it, I've done it plenty of times too. I remember when I was first getting into the freestyle game, 
I don't know if it was just nerves or what, but man, I would blast those ramps straight to flat. <laughs> you know, anytime I'd ever been going into the face of the ramp and then going like halfway up, go, I don't know if I'm going fast enough. I always went long. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's the worst feeling, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It feels like you're in the air forever. Yeah, and you're like, and you're mad at yourself because you know what you just did a second ago. Yeah, you're like, idiot. Especially Gosh. on a 450. It takes like this, a little crank of the throttle is another 10 feet. Yeah, exactly. He again, he again uh, was on a stock geared 450, and he weighs like 140 pounds, and he doesn't ride 450s. We'll have to find that video for you. Who's that? This guy right here, Nick. Oh. I yeah. sent him to I Guyana. That time I had. I sent him to Guyana, South America, and he hops on this 450 and just. Yoshimira pipe, all that shit. Fucking just. So the guy bought, the promoter bought, um, <clears throat> he kept finding bikes on Craigslist and sending them to me. And then he bought the bikes here in the U.S. and then shipped them back down there. And a couple of them had, like, you know, numbers on them and pipes and shit like that. And he got he got one of them like that and fucking just barely touched it and ended up. Dude, I was in first gear. Really? <laughs> I was fucking, I was nervous. I got, I got psyched out and just sent myself. Oh. Thank God you weren't in second. Because you wouldn't have been able to lug it enough. You just I would have. You would have. You would have jumped out of the arena. Yeah, I would have yeah, gone head first. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, you know I don't do as much uh, out of the country stuff anymore, just because of those reasons. It just when when freestyle becomes not fun and stressful, I don't want to do it. You know, so sucks. Um, really enjoy just being here in the in the states and just. Uh, Right, and it goes around here, but I do enjoy going to like uh, bigger events like Geneva Supercross and stuff like that. I, I would definitely go to those again for sure. Did international money, especially South America, drop in the last five years? Um, like, like because, and the reason I say this about South America is because when I started, there was no South Americans flipping other than Javier and Gabriel, and they were here. So they used to pay good money down there. But now that South Americans themselves are flipping, I feel like they're like, we don't need four grand. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, I've only I've always just kind of traveled with the ex-pilots people and kind of always just had my rate with them. So I've never been contracted to another event outside of ex-pilots down there. So I can't really say, but I have been asked to ride events down that way. We've never negotiated the price. I've just kind of said um, I'm not traveling out of the country anymore, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. I took just, all of them. It's just a pain in the butt when you got to pack your bike into a bag and you got to worry about getting a roached bike. I mean, at least if you go to, like, Geneva Supercross, you know, you know you're getting a brand new bike, you know? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, South America bike-wise is crapshoot. Oh, yeah. I've so, gotten some fucking <laughs> gems. <laughs> oh, man, I've rode some freaking 
some turd buckets down in Nicaragua and Mexico. And <laughs> you know, because a lot of times they end up renting them from some local guy. Exactly. And anybody that's been to any of those countries, try to go to a dealership and find a fucking part. Like, you're oh, not cool. doing it. Yeah. So that's what we they... were FedEx in a pipe to Colombia. Exactly. For like five hundred bucks. Exactly. I left. I left a gem down there that some guy is probably renting right now. <laughs> he ain't renting it. Uh, that's back in Texas. They're fucking. Oh, it is now. That's right. Yeah. yeah I don't miss those days, man. I. Uh, I like being here and knowing what I'm getting into. <laughs> I got a bike once in Colombia, and they were like, luckily, there's like, there's a, a motocross track down the street, like half a mile away. We're going to ride, go down there and ride the bikes around. My bike cut out, it was like half a mile. My bike cut out three fucking times. Holy crap. Driving there. <laughs> and it would shut off, and I'd be like, bo, 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 until it stopped rolling. Pull the kicker out. First kick, it would start back up. I'm like, I am not riding this. Why? Yeah, and I'm like, there's obviously some kind of electrical gremlin. Like, it's not mechanical. It just shuts off randomly and starts right back up. Like, I'm like, I'm not riding this bike. Yeah, and and people just don't understand that. Like, it's already stressful enough that you're in, you know, a different country, and then you have to worry about your bike possibly messing up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, they came up to me right before one of the shows in Colombia, and they're like, "What's your blood type?" And I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know my blood type, and you don't need to know either, because I'm not fucking crashing." All right, get yeah. away from me. This is like right before intros, and I'm like, "Just yeah, well, get, get out of here." Confidence, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to do that for myself mentally because they were yeah. about to fuck me up, and I was like, "No." Get away from me. Y'all don't need that shit. We're good. Yep. Dude, mean, my... Freestyle, it's just a mental game. So yeah, if you tell yourself that, you're gonna you're you're not gonna crash, you know. Exactly. I was like, we ain't crashing. Forberger just Forberger must be watching because he just texted me pictures of me all skinned up from uh Guyana. Go ahead, show us show us. I don't know how I could pull it up. Just put your phone to the thing. Or you're on oh. your phone. I'm on my computer. Oh. Here, I'll use it, it like out. a mirror. Drinking too much of this bottle of tequila here. See if you can see it. No, can't. You're mirroring I, it? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You see a dead person? You're laying on the... <laughs> Look at technology Ouch. and use here. Yeah, that was fun. And then they, they were like, we're going to get you some drugs. Well, first the one dude's like, hey, man, you want a whiff of a reefer? And I'm like, no, I think I fucked my back. No, my back hurt so bad, dude. If I coughed, I would have, I thought my back was going to pop out. So you can feel better. I'm thinking I'm going to get Vicodin or something. They came back with ibuprofen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And fucking like, uh, I don't know, uh, peroxide. So I'm in the shower naked and it's just cleaning rocks out of my back. That's and all they had? They didn't have any good drugs down there? They didn't have shit, dude. And then they, the uh, Roger's like, don't go to the don't go to the hospital. Just you're good. Don't worry about it. Because they're like, you want to go to the hospital? I'm like, no. And then the BMXer, 
who was there. He had crashed years before doing that show. He broke his arm or something. He's like, don't go to the hospital, dude. He said last time he went, the uh, doctor gave him a mixtape and told him to take it back and like try to sell his mixtape. You should have asked him for cocaine. That would have numbed it. I don't think that would have been good. You don't think that would have that that ended good? I had that road rash. I was laying on my back. My, you could have just back. rubbed it into the... Oh, you could have had somebody dude, my rub. My back hurt so bad. Like, my spine hurt. They could have nah, just rubbed nah, the cocaine into your back. You know what I did? Once I got over my little hissy fit of... The sh- there was shame and pain on that one. I went down to the little bar while the show was going on. Because everybody went to the show. I'm like, I'm not going. And then that lady... I went down there with no shirt on. And she was just serving me drinks. <laughs> I just... I had a rum and coke to like chill out. She was like a, like my mom in South America. She's like, you look like you need a drink, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, can I come in R- here without a shirt? Rough she day. Like, Fine, just sit down. Just you sit walked down. into the bar without a shirt? Is that what you said? Well, it's at uh, whatever that place was. The, the bar, the hotel we were at. Where were you at? Were you at the... Um, uh, you know the name. Uh, God damn it. Something with a T. Anyways, that's where I was. So it's kind of like half open, and I walked down there. I can't remember what anyway, it's called. We're boring. We're boring. Oh, Trinidad something. Um, See, you don't even remember. Don't even, no, I don't remember. <clears throat> no, Trinidad anyway. and Tobago is where you stop in before you get there. Trinidad's where I slept when I missed my third flight for that day on the way there. <laughs> I missed every flight. I should have turned around. I missed the flight from Chicago to Florida, Florida, to, and then I had to go to Fort Lauderdale because I missed that flight. Then I, I had to sleep at Trinidad by myself. There's nobody in that little And then you made one jump. No, I made a couple. I discounted, I, I discounted you guys 500 bucks on that. You did all that to make like three jumps. Yeah, well, you know, hindsight. And then drink in South yeah, America. Know, that sounds like I, a good. That sounds like you made the you right decision. You think like, oh, this is telling me not to jump, not to jump. You know, like you get signs and you're like, no, and then you jump because because you, you can't listen to every bad feeling you get. And then the signs, yeah, and, you, and you're fine. You're like, I'm just psyching myself out. This is those times. Like, when do you know the difference between getting nervous and and really? It just says what it is. When you get hurt, that's how yeah. you know. At the well, end, at the end, you go, you go. Maybe I should have listened this time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And then I it's got, too late by then. It's too late. <laughs> that's life. Either you bounce back from that, or you get spooked. And I got spooked, so I was like, "Well, don't go do it if you're not gonna fucking do it right." That's what that's at. So that was it. Yeah, I mean, there's only two options. I mean, you're gonna land it, or you're gonna crash. If you're not scared to crash, then send it. That's it. Two options. See, that's where I'm at. I'm like... I got scared. If I... um, My leg is kind of shit. And if I got to bail off a bike at wind 30 jammer, feet dude. in the that's air... The wind jammer. You said something with a T. I was like, that doesn't sound familiar at all. I, I fucked up. It was oh, a wind jammer. I did, I did try to come back after that. And I cased the fuck out of the first jump I hit. And you dog. just packed it in. Nah, well, so, then I did that. I did a show with Dino, and that was and that was like. Oh, right, after that, I got it. Yeah. No. So what do you do now? Are you still jumping freestyle, or are you retired too? 
Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm done. I had a job before that. So <laughs> I'm like, I'll just stick to that job. He had a yeah, job the whole time. Probably safer. Yeah, but it was like, I was, you know, I was trying so hard for this the whole time. Were you? Like, I get it, man. I wasn't trying that hard, but I tried enough to, like, <laughs> and I got the trail. I got, I snuck my way in, like, enough to ride, so. Yeah, you know, in, th- in this sport, the injuries will either make or break you, you know, so. Yeah. I've always gotta, said, people, it's like, how good you get before you scare the shit out of yourself? You know, because you can always ride at, like, that level. So, like, a Jack Rowe, for instance. He got the super flips before he really scared the shit out of himself. So, like, he could probably come out of retirement now and still do super flips. He would at least flip on the first day. Mm -hmm. You know, I got hurt a bunch and then, like, forced myself to flip. So, like, me even flipping is probably going to take a couple months. (laughs) <laughs> preparation <laughs> yeah it's crazy too how some guys can just pick it up real quick too and you know they can learn they can do all the tricks upside down right away it's like um i feel like flips for me kind of I've always struggled with flips but um you know through the last five or six years i've really just hammered down and, and got more consistent with them and figured them out more and and, you know, now I'm able to go basically almost do all the tricks upside down. So and that's good. Some time. Yeah, for sure. I was never. I think uh, I've realized a little bit of I'm sure it's not the total problem, but I've realized some bike setup issues that I had um, that probably would have made it uh, a little more consistent or easier that I should have done. But still. I think I was kind of at the upper level of my talent. I honestly think I ride above my talent level. Yeah. Like, I've just put so much time in that I'm now able to ride, like, better than what I should actually be able to, given my physical or mental limitations. But that's why I think I get fucked up so bad. But it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean... uh Sometimes, too, you just have to accept that, you know? Just Yeah, this is where I'm at. I need to chill out. Exactly. If that's where you're at, <laughs> that's where you're at you know? <laughs> you know, you've, you've lived the journey and you've had fun, so. How and old are you, Tony? I'm 28. Oh, shit, you're good. So, I, I feel like I'm kind of up there at that level like you're talking about but i still feel like i if i grind i know i can learn more but listen 32 33 is like where you see the drop off i feel like but even me and gary robertson both of us between like 30 and 32 actually learned a lot of stuff because you get to a point where like, you're there now. You have a lot of experience. How long ago did you start this? I've been riding for 17 years. How long so freestyle? Freestyle, I started uh, trying to do it for a living or doing it for a living in 2010. So um, Yeah, so you're 9, 10 years in. So think about your experience 
So you have a lot of experience at this part, at this point, a lot of knowledge, right? And your body is still letting, allowing you to do the things. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and you should probably read, uh, if you haven't, Mind Gym. Yeah, I've uh, read it. Okay. Javier actually um, suggested that to me a long time ago. But, you, so you've read it and you know that they're even saying, like, you get to a point where your mind is still going, but your body can't keep up with what your mind wants to do. But you're in the window of you're mature enough and your body's still allowed, like you're almost at peak physical condition. You may be dropping off a teeny bit, but your mental like awareness is more. So you're still, your capability is still like higher than what you're at now. Yeah, I think that's where I definitely have an advantage is, is my mind. I really think uh, when it comes to learning stuff and being safe, I really think uh, I'm mentally tough there and, and uh, I know how to handle certain situations. <laughs> you know? But... That's the um, key. Like, what's that? Did Clint, Clint freeze up? No. Oh. Man, you could you could just like a statue, just yeah. Can't be that still on the podcast. He looks like he's frozen. He's fucking with us again. He's just skipping. Now he's unfrozen. There he is. I think he, he does freeze up every now and then. He unfreezes just to get whiskey or uh, tequila. <laughs> he just acts frozen. There you go. I just mid mid drink froze. You know, mid drink froze. I I think I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna try landing the body burial this year, though. Um, it's a trick that I was just so close to to having. Like, uh, I had it pretty much every time in the foam pit, and I was almost ready to, you know, take it to dirt. But I just kind of the winds kind of got knocked out of my cells after that hole. X Games deal, but it, it's something more or less that it's a self-accomplishment, and I, I really want to do it, and I think think after I learned the body burial, I, um, I don't know if I'm going to learn anymore. You made a comment, tricks, you know? You made a comment earlier of, uh, I, I don't remember what trick it was, but you said you got to a point where... You didn't say it exactly in these words, but you got to a point where, like, you could have given up and it would have been easy. And then you, like, push through. That's always when I feel like I've had my breakthroughs on, like, even the flip. I got to a point where I flipped all day, right, all of them to the wheels. And, like, I'm like, this is my last flip, got stuck. And I'm exhausted. This is at yeah. Travis's house. And I'm just like fuck this you know and i they pull me out of the pit and hartman's there and he's like you know that can't be your last jump and and i knew that but i didn't want to i was like so tired i was like uh but he's like that can't be your last jump you know and i'm like god damn it he's right like i, t yeah. <laughs> I totally got to do this again so he even said on something, he'd watch me at the bottom of the pit and he'd see me take a deep breath and he knew I was about to do something that like I was not, that I didn't want to do. But on that next jump, I learned something. 
And I feel like that's always how it's been. When you get to a point where you're like, could go either way, you could quit or you could push through. That's when you learn something that is useful and that you'll carry on. You know, uh, when you push through and you get to a point where you're like, want to give up, but you don't. That's when you learn. Yeah, exactly. And and that also set uh, sets you apart from other people too because um when it gets hard people don't want to put that work in or push through and and if you do then hey that's why you're doing these tricks because you put in that work and it's no joke you know um the body burial has taken me a long time and it's it's probably been one of the more difficult tricks for me to to be consistent with because i can get around and land on the bike every time but sometimes it's coming in a little sideways or you know so just being consistent with that trick has been the hardest part for me okay so cali roll which so that's the one where um you take off holding on to the seat and basically mm, you spin okay. to the side and then get back on yeah so um I tell you what, uh, a body burial is actually really scary too. If I don't know if you've ever experimented with one in the foam pit, but man, that is scary. See, not in the foam pit because rule number one of the foam pit is what? Don't let go of your bike. So how the <laughs> fuck are you so, like like so? How do we learn a body burial where the key is to let go of your bike? into something that you're not supposed to let go of your bike into yeah so and that's one reason why i like the cali roll versus like the volt because the you cali kind roll, of have a hand on at least yeah you're always holding on to the bike the volt you completely disconnect and i've tried those and man they're they're both scary but i like being able to hold on to the bike and knowing like hey i'm still attached to this thing you know yeah yeah, like a little, <clears throat> a little bit of a safety. Yeah. Um, I, you, I actually you have. Here, you sit here and you complain about not landing a, a Cali roll upright, and then you got the that David Ronaldo guy doing it with a backflip. Yeah. Like that was mind blowing right there. Yeah, and I, he. I can't even comprehend that. <laughs> we interviewed him after, and he's like, "No more. That's it. Blah blah blah." And then, how many months later was it? He's like, "Oh, we're going to do it at this show or whatever." Always <laughs> <laughs> like that, man. And that's what I said to him there. I'm like, "You say that now, but the fact that you did it almost ensures that you're gonna at least try it again." Exactly. I mean, the pressure gets turned on. People talking about it, and you're like, "Okay, well, maybe I can do it again." And then, or the somebody you know, offers you a lot weekend. of money. <laughs> so, like, yo, ten grand, come and do that. Back exactly. Money Cali. talks. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'll give it another try. Yeah, for ten grand, okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no problem. Um, I have a, a Chuck's old body burial harness. You should buy that off me because I don't, fucking don't need it. And the, the Chuck Carruthers harness? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck's. That he had in his barn. 
You know, I was thinking about building one last year, um, and I almost pulled the trigger on building one and getting the harness and everything, but I just, I gotcha. I just didn't have the drive. I just did demos. <laughs> I got you. I got the whole setup sitting in a tupper in a Rubbermaid container in my garage. Nice, man. Might have to get some photos of that. Check it out. All right. That sounds good. We won't do that right now. Because I've sounds actually good. thought about trying to bring that trick back because when did Chuck do that? In 2000? And nobody else has done it since. So, okay. So now we're getting into it. I think, so do you know how Chuck did it? Chuck did yeah. Super Can. And then spawn. Outside. Right? So, top, like, like a super can. So you grab on with your seat, and then you turn your hips out opposite. Okay, so <clears throat> this is my theory, and what the fuck do I know? But I was working on a different body variable. Because going like this, right? Your shoulder kind of the way, and then the way you go out of it, and then the way you come back into it. Versus... If you do, uh, which uh, Caleb Moore did on the snowmobile, he did Indian Air, right? So you jump up Indian Air, and when you spin your legs, you turn. Now you have a hold of your seat like this. You Indian Air, and you turn yourself this way. So you're out of your hand like this, and when you spin back the other way, you're into your other hand like this. So it's way more natural of a move. I actually have videos. It's on like mixtape number five or something of me trying the body burials in, in Travis's place. Are you trying them Indian air or super? Indian air. No. I think. It feels like you'd catch your, you'd it'd be easier to come around and catch Indian air. Because you're out of your hand, out of your hand this way and into yeah. your hand this way versus yeah. going out of your hand that way. Fly up. And then turning around and having to just grab. That was so. That's my theory. Caleb Moore, like I said, Caleb did it on a um, snowmobile. He did, snow yeah, snow machine, whatever you want to fucking call it. He did it that way, uh, Indian Air. But I have videos of me doing it on um, uh, Travis's thing in his garage. And then I, I actually brought my stuff down to Georgia and I set it up in a gym and I tried it there. But I think that's the way to do it. It seems like it would even be easier than Cali rolls and all, uh, maybe not Cali roll, but like, especially through the bars of Bundy, like this one was, I'm like, how has nobody done it? And actually I'm rambling now cause I'm drunk. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brody was doing the same body burial and he did one uh, and got back to his seat and then the second one, something happened, he ended up breaking his wrist. That's why he's never done it. But he's done the same one too. We can't hear you. He's basically there you go. missing the bike and landing on a foot peg or something. So get that airbag. I want to. I need some sponsors. We got some sponsors that want to come in. <clears throat> we don't even have sponsors on the show. So like the, the five people that watch this, <laughs> I don't think are. <laughs> yeah, 
You need to yep. get one of those. This is what I wanted to do with the. This is what I wanted to do with the body varial. Get myself a super step up landing. Which, if you could just get a regular landing and put the thing airbag on it, maybe so it's super tall. But so that way you're not dropping that far. Yeah. And learn it so that if you were to just push off of your bike and not touch it, you would just land soft enough that it wouldn't be that bad. That way, at least you get the rotation down. And then once you go to a regular gap, you know as well as I do, you're, you'll adjust to your time in the air and exactly. do your trick in that allotted amount of time, whether it's shorter or longer. Yep. No, I agree. Having it up higher <clears throat> like that is the way to do it because then you don't have as much fall time. Right. So even if you missed it, it would be like a 10 foot drop versus like a, you know, 45 foot drop or whatever. Exactly. And you're going to get up and be like, oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And try it again versus not versus have to wait six weeks before you get to try it again. Yeah. So I have a little bit of downtime uh, this month or next month. Um, I don't have anything going on in March. Um, I might go over to Florida to the day in the dirt deal, but other than that, I'm pretty, pretty much just chilling next month. So I'm thinking about just hammering down in the foam pit as much as I can and really seeing if I can just land this body burial. Do it. I want to. I mean, it would be a good feeling, so I think I might just do it. I was trying. When you want to do it, we'll do some live shit. There you go. Yeah. Uh, We'll have to do it. Uh, the hardest part is trying to find somebody to come out and help me. Like people around here, for some reason, just don't care about this stuff. It's just they want to go to school and get their job and go to work. And I'm like, oh, boring. <laughs> boring. Well, that's most people anywhere because they don't see. They're like, what do you do? Like, exactly. <laughs> you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not get your orders? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, riders and, and stuff, we're just different people. We're, we're rare breeds, you know. We we definitely blaze our own trail. Nobody hates being told what to do more than, well, dirt bikers for sure. But I can't, I just can't stand being told, like, you got to do this. Yeah, screw that. Piss I'm off. you guys. It's like the... I always say, don't hate Mondays, hate your job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. Like, but people love it. They love that because they're like, oh, what am I going to post for Monday when I'm miserable? It's like, <laughs> it's not that bad, dude. Yeah, exactly. You got a bad attitude or you got a bad job or you got both. Hey, and, and that whole bad attitude thing, one thing that I've learned recently in my life is just uh, being thankful for things every day like really changes your mindset and your positivity and I really think um, it just helps you not only in riding but in life you know so exactly. absolutely if you decide that today sucks guess what that whole day sucks exactly but if yeah. you're just like alright let's go it, this is what it is but you know and if that day does suck for like two months in a row it's time to do something yeah who's the common denominator it could be you you need to yeah. change it. yeah <laughs> like, it's perception and it's like perception and, and you got to make something happen 
Exactly. Yeah, and it just feels like just feels like it makes life so good and um you know, for instance, if you drop something on your shirt or something, you know, some ketchup or something, if you just learn to laugh it off, then it it just your day is so much better if if you just don't let little things like that affect you, you know? That's why I wear black shirts all the time. <laughs> Messy eater. Yeah, I'm gonna spill. I got ketchup on this thing right here. That's all right. You're doing. You're getting ketchup on your shirt 30 days in a row. You'd probably learn how to do it, right? That was a delicious hot dog, though. So I'm over it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the I'm same hot like, dog for 30 days? Yeah, dude. They don't. It was go a mad. big one too. Just nibble it. Yeah. Was Was it the foot long corny dog? <laughs> Get out of here with that fucking Jersey shit. That's Clint's, Clint's town. That's that's Not even New York. Ketchup Coney Island is New York. Oh, that's right. You got Chicago know, dogs. So you What are you fucking, a mile away? So you got pickles and fucking what Relish, else on there? Onions, tomatoes, <laughs> mustard. I'm starving. Yeah, no kidding. Poppy seed bun, bro. <clears throat> Poppy seed bun, bro. Unreal. Yeah, them are the best. Poppy seed buns. See? See, you guys are going to test positive for marijuana, you know, as poppy seeds. Test heroin with the marijuana. Oh, then hair, whatever. Opiates. Gay. All right. All right. Are we, we're way over. Well, not way over, but we're over two hours. Didn't seem like that long, did it? No, Me, it went by pretty quick. Think of if we had started on time. He's like. He's like, skipping again. <laughs> Who, Jeff? Uh, Jeff. Uh, Nick? What? Jeff? Yeah, Nick was like, well, I don't know. Seems like it took longer <laughs> than two hours. <laughs> I got like a ADD situation going on, so to sit here. Last yeah. self-control. Two hours and 13 minutes so far, not including the time it, we were on the call before we actually got it going, Nick. I know, not bad. Not bad. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, uh, I just moved into this new house. Just been trying to get all situated, so I got some stuff hung up today. Let's see it. Got a. This is a really cool um, photo that uh, took that. Oh, gee. His name's Nick, but um, he took this photo too. Nice. Out in yeah. Temecula Wine Country. 2016 Summer X Games right there. Give him a thumbs up. Look, no hands. So you went from a, a Suzuki to a Kawasaki? I oh, know, yeah, you got a hand on there. Yeah, I just made the switch. I was on Suzuki for six years. I was going to say, all the pictures I've seen were were yellow. How do you, how do you like the Kawasaki compared Man, the Cowie's been great. Uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing I think is the weight difference. Um, it just feels so much more lighter than the Suzuki. Really? Because you got to kick it, right? No, the Suzuki had to kick. You got to kick it. I got a push button and I have a hydraulic clutch. Shit. Dude, and it's you know lighter the, feeling. The, the Kawasaki, Kawasaki is, is the lightest the Japanese bike being made right now. It's. 232 pounds without fuel 
and with fuel it's about 242. This guy's living in 2030. What's that? I said you're living in 2030. Yeah, that's what's up. You running race fuel or you got pump gas? You're, you're covering your mic again. I just run uh, 91 pump, no ethanol. Nice. I run extra ethanol. <laughs> you just put kernels of corn in a tank. I just, I just have a, um, ethanol additive that I just put in my stuff. Well, the extra ethanol is probably why your bike... You just dumping water into his thing. Yeah. Oh, this is a uh, good yeah. one. Definitely don't miss the two stroke days, man. That's for sure. Yes, you do. Well, actually, speaking of two stroke days, here we go. Fitzpatrick's house to make the wine country. There you and go. You took your feet off. And then a little bit, you know who that is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> bad girl Riri. Yeah, bad girl. I thought that was Rihanna. Yeah, that's who it is. That's her other name? Yeah, well, that's her Instagram oh, that's her or Instagram some shit. So did you guys, like, get to hang out afterwards, everybody, and go to, like, a party or something, or what? Went to her after party, but man, it's like she's got security around her the whole time. We only ran into her once at the after party, and she said hi real quick, and basically she was going to the bathroom, and then she came back, and then, um, um, yeah, I think we just had too many shots in that time period when she went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the, night, the rest was history. I, uh, it was over pretty quick after that. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, your biker showed up. Drank all the liquor. You'll have that. It was wild though, man. Like just being at that after party with, um, you know, with Rihanna, and there was a bunch of other big names there too, just on the rooftops of New York City. Really? Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild. That's how it is when I do comedy open mics in New York and stuff. It's just <laughs> like. <laughs> it's cool. Where's the invite, man? Come on. Just like me and a bunch of celebrities and stuff, you know. David Tell, they're just yeah, on the rooftop. That's right, just telling jokes to each other. <laughs> <laughs> we have a joke off. A couple shots. Whoever loses got to do the shots, you know. Oh, man. That never happens, actually. I'm just joking. For anybody, so nobody thinks that that, so that actually happens. No. All right. That's it. You're 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 got to tuck yourself in. Uh, yeah, I'm like I turn into a pumpkin. He's signing off. Nick signing off. All right, Clint dude. Edward. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It's been a good one. I don't know if we if it if it was a constructive. Um, interview or not but it was fun yeah for sure man uh it was awesome actually getting to talk to you for once you know <laughs> yeah for sure uh well now i got your numbers so i can just fucking spam you all the time i'll just be like yo what's up bro 
Dick, he's gonna send you accidental dick pics. Like, <laughs> oh, man. oh man, my bad. I'm like, oh, wrong guy, wrong person. I'm dating a girl named, hey, no. a girl named Antonia. <laughs> hey, you you gotta do that on airplanes. You gotta airdrop dick pics to random people. <laughs> <laughs> I got a joke about, you know, like, you can't be sending dick pics, guys. You know, it's like childish. You know, it's 2020. We send cock shots. All right? Cock cock shot has lighting and, like, motion. Like, if you, like, were to sweep around your penis or something. It's a You know what I mean? With some light. Yeah, exactly. It's more. Yeah, exactly. That's a cock shot. (laughs) All right, so step it up. We need motion in our dick pics. Make it smack back and forth from, from leg to leg. Perfect. I mean, that. now we're talking. I'm about to add that one into the fucking joke. It's definitely a leg, uh, whatever, hip Are you slapper. Gonna, you going to send him his dividend check from your, from your joke telling? Right now, I don't make any money, so uh, y'all can kiss my ass. For that. <laughs> Comes another gif. You guys, you a uh, gif of you kissing my ass, Nick? No. Is that? Uh, I don't know what I was going uh, <laughs> All right, all right. We're shutting down off the off the internet. How about that? All right, cool guys. Oh. Well, thanks again for having me on, and oh. yeah, let's uh, let's get. In- touch and let's uh let's see about that um harvest thing i'll hit you up for sure let's do it thanks for coming on cool guys have a later later tody later all right we're still on it's just you and i do our outro this podcast as always fuck you i'm not skipping on youtube how about that this podcast as always after that nice little outro Brought to you by StrokerIndustries.com. You can buy the trigger for your, your gas tank. Look at him. He looks all uh, tired. I forgot what that guy's name is. Do you look like the rapper? Um, Which rapper? Macklemore. Macklemore. You wish. I mean, it would I, be cooler. Sure it would be cooler if Macklemore was my co-host. Yes, I agree with you. It's Macklemore, not Macklemore. You fucking haunt. See, I can't deal with you white people. Oh you're a fucking Macklemore uh, super fan. Macklemore. <laughs> All right, strokerindustries.com. Or you can go to canvasmx.com. Get some gear. You can get Nick's baby ass face on your thing if you want. Also, boys and engineering we're gonna get nick a um quick shot for his old turd bucket quick shot impeller cover clutch cover i want it all 100 percent off 100 percent off is the only way i do business nick sold but we don't know if we can get you all that all right just at least be the quick shot all right quick shot all right, he's in. he's in. All right, you got any sponsors you want to thank? Your wife, the crust. Do you want to thank the crust? The crust is the best. The best part is the crust of the bread. Everybody's cutting it off. Nick's like, 
give that shit to me, man. That's right. Makes yeah, makes you tough. Make you strong. Like bull. I don't know. Um. All right. Next week, we don't know who we're having. Do you know? One hundred one. One hundred and one. What does that Tony mean? Tony got what number one hundo. That's a big deal. Yeah, that was a good podcast, though. Yeah, no, I know. I had a right. Podcast. I wouldn't say that. Um, I'm glad we. I'm glad we bailed on Josh Hansen to give Tony the one hundred spot. That's right. Josh was like, "Yo, when are we doing this podcast?" And I'm like, "Listen, Listen. dude, don't be so needy." I'm like, uh, "Anthony Murray's coming on." Sorry, Josh. Yeah, easy, Kelly, bro. Calm down. Easy, bro. You got to ride press day and all, so just settle down. <laughs> Damn, we didn't even talk Supercross. Did we ever? <sighs> no, not really. <clears throat> I put I... notes on my phone and everything, and I just... Well. When can you interrupt, you know? It was a... Yeah. If you got a conversation going, you don't just dive in. Well, no, I mean... Exactly, and on this deal with having him on, like, what were we gonna do? Try and be like, hey, what do you think about Super? What Cross? are your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Seeing as you did a front flip and hit a light, what are your thoughts on uh, Cooper Webb trying to do a front flip off the triple? Oh, you jump at Arena Cross, don't you? How do you feel about Cooper Webb and Supercross? He tried to your trick at Supercross. Did you see AC and Cooper Webb tried to do front flips Supercross? How do you feel? Actually, this connects 100%. You got fucked up collarbone shoulder, which is what AC did. Cooper Webb tried to do a front flip, tried to take Anthony out of business at Supercross. He landed on his coccyx. Broke his cup, bruised his coccyx. And then... um, There's a lot you don't know about Grandma. You you internet stuttered again. Just watch my eyebrows. Are you sure? They don't move that much. You know, Groucho Marx. CGI. Mark. CGI. <laughs> I got... Um, There's still four people watching this bullshit. How about that? I got short eyebrows. Look at it. They kind of disappear. <laughs> I feel like kids were bushier. Yeah, well, I, I, I go to the mall and they do the eyebrow threading. Oh, you get threading. We're down to three people. We've lost two to three people just on this nonsense. Forberger's watching. That's why he sent that picture of me half dead. It says 11 comments on on the Wirecast thing, so I wonder. It's like, I could, when, do you, when can I jump in? Huh? Briggs, Briggs doesn't hear your internet stutter, so it's just on my end. Yeah. Keep trying to tell you that it's your Lenovo. Look at this! Look at this, my buddy, Hold iPhone on. addict. What's what's a good Android phone? There are none. How do I answer any? Tell him none. There are none. Guess what I'm not gonna do. Tell him there are none. You're not gonna be truthful, dude. Did I not dominate the phone situation? At fucking X Games, you were like, "You got a charger? My screen's broken." Yo, well now I just bought a new phone. Now my screen's not broken. How about that? Still a fucking turd. 
What'd you get? What iPhone? How many? How many screens? Eleven. I got three cameras. One at me and two the other way. You guys caught up. Two the other way. See, bro. That's two cameras. Yeah, but then there's one over here. Oh, that doesn't count. Oh. So you got four cameras. I like to give the uh, government maximum surveillance capabilities. Yeah, exactly. You got four cameras and no fucking security. I do too. All right, I'm out. All right, people. Uh, like I said, we don't know who we have next week because um, we like We're to. Su- We're not telling you. We like to surprise ourselves and you. that not a good reason i'm not saying it's going to be carrie hart Hart. we're gonna pull a bit uh number 101 so like 101 ben Um, townley (laughs) or uh or uh sealy cole sealy didn't he run 101 grant langston he ran 111 right 111 well, we might skip ahead. So we got 10, 10 episodes. You know, just tune in next time we tell you to tune in. Yeah, that's right. Next week sometime when we're like, yo, we're going to have a show. We'll start out with one beer and we'll end with six. Yeah, we're just going to end with this. This was a brand new bottle. Espelon. Espelon. Mine's uh, hundreds of years old. Including hundreds, the Brickstone, which we had hundreds of beers? Hundreds of years old. Oh, I thought you said hundreds of beers. No. Two and a half hours. We got to get out of here. What are we doing? Why is anybody still watching? What are you people doing? 11.14. I think Jim, Jim thinks I'm going to work in the morning, but I'm not. <laughs> I think I got to plow in the morning. Shit. Balls. Plow? You guys are getting snow? Like shitty ice snow. It's real fun. Plow. Whatever. I want snow money. You didn't get any snow either, did you? I've had two. Two. The whole winter. Two storms to plow. Two, two plowable events. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like technicalities. Exactly. So tonight we just got ice and snow. Nothing. Here's the problem. Where I live, what? Do it we get, it's like 10 degrees warmer than where I my plowing job is. So, no, where I live is 10 degrees colder. So we get like, I, ha- I need at least two inches to plow down at my job. So we'll get like fucking three, four inches here, and they'll get like one and a half there. So then I don't end up getting the plow. How far away is it? Like forty minutes. But there's like a there's like a I don't know what the deal is, but there's some, between here and there. There's like always a, a significant difference. <clears throat> so. Wow. 
Wah, wah. We just lost three people just now. All right. Because we're this is not a... We're not talking about dirt bike stuff. That's all right. Danny D. Wayne's on the snow game. All right. I'm all out. right, people. Stroker Industries. Canvas and Max. Boyson.com. That's it. We're out of here. Till next. It's, it's happening. Stop. There we go. It's blinking. I don't know why it's blinking. I got to put my security services back on. There we go. So I like.